This is a hose head production. Welcome to the Wolf and Bull Podcast. I am the wolf in the real world. I'm known as Cam. And to my right, right over here, is my co-host, the Bull. Welcome back. It's been like a week since you've been gone. I don't know why I've been... It has been. I've been out uh, filing grievances against uh, particular person's patents that we'll talk about later. Oh, yeah, yeah. Saving the world one step <laughs> at a time. You know, and obviously, welcome to the show for our listeners and our viewers. Uh, we have a very special episode for you today. Uh, in, I guess, a pseudo-online studio with us uh, is two very, very important guests, very, very special guests from the Strange Brew podcast, host Tom and Anton. Welcome to the show, guys. What's hey, going on, everybody? Yeah, yeah. thank you for having us. Yeah, no, we're excited. We have a really awesome topic for you guys today. Uh, we're going to be speaking a little bit about Bill Gates. Uh, <laughs> probably a very popular... <laughs> Billy boy. Well, Billy boy. Very yes. popular uh, individual as of late. But right before we jump into the topic of today's show, uh, just a reminder to our listeners, if you happen to like what you hear, if you happen to like what you see, all of us, uh, go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram, a five-star review on all the major listening platforms, and also a subscription on YouTube. And if you pound that like button, I will be your best friend for life um but yeah that's a good way it is yeah best friendship (laughs) it's it's a free friendship i I give all the love you don't have to give anything it's fantastic but uh before i jump into the monologue uh tom anton i'd love to know a little bit about your show for our listeners you know why you jumped in the conspiracy side of things all that uh i guess i started the show years ago um and we didn't know what we really wanted to do all i knew it i want to talk about like serial killers and conspiracy stuff and uh i've always been into conspiracy theories i've been anti-government my fucking entire life uh since the music and the stuff that i was influenced by as a teenager and then i started the show when we would just drink and then talk about a certain topic and then anton kind of came along about you know a year or two after we really started going because we kind of had our rough footing and then we were like you know what i want to finalize this billy got a little busier and me and anton were talking and i was like we're very much into the same thing we're very much like started getting connected on the things that we think about and view and like like we both really enjoy horror movies and questioning things in reality and stuff like that and then anton came along Hell yeah. yeah, our first episode uh, that I jumped on with was uh, the famous dead John Belushi episode. Uh, yes. Tom had hit me up, and he's like, none of my friends really know shit about John Belushi. Would you want to talk about this? And I was like, yeah, absolutely, let's do it. Because uh, I you know, grew up watching those movies as a kid with my dad and what have yeah. you, so... Uh, oh yeah! Can I say the bowl? You have also, a radio voice. He does. Yes. He does. Yeah. I've got as I always, <laughs> I, as I like to say all the time, I have a face for radio. So. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, that's awesome. As far as conspiracies and stuff go, uh, I was into them at a very early age. Like honestly, like around 2001 is when I really got into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when my buddy introduced me to Infowars and the the fuckery that is <laughs> Alex uh, piece of shit Jones. Um, Hold it. You know, you know, I, I would tell you that occasionally we have Alex on the show, don't we? <clears throat> yeah, he comes right on the show. It's a fantastic time. You know, he loves to talk about conspiracies and how alien lizard people have actually taken over the government. Uh, and now it sounds like Kermit the Frog for some reason. Uh, <laughs> We're talking about literal, literal demons. Literal here, demons. Literal oh, demons. Oh my God, we have dueling Alex. 
Alex's. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, he's in so much trouble right now. Oh, my God. It's so fucking oh, it's, funny. You I'm love to see it. it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Here's the thing I will say. I, I don't agree with what he did with Sandy Hook, but, oh, my God, he's the most entertaining person. He, like, just for stupid oh, reasons. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Like, and, well, yeah. that's what gets me. Oh. Honestly. You know, on top of that, the the fact of the matter is, and we're talking just in generalities about conspiracy theories, but the the question is, if you go back and look at 20 years worth of conspiracy, conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. half of them are not theories anymore. You know what I mean? And no, so that's what it's, I was saying. It's, it's like if you don't have yeah. people pushing the envelope on these kind of subjects, then it's never discussed. Yeah. And you just go marching along like a bunch of lemmings with the rest of the crowd. Yeah, a whole lot of sheeple. And that's, that's a whole true. lot of sheeple these days. I, I definitely... I, uh, like, like, feel very strongly about free speech and and not censoring people and and feeling like you know like the best way to combat terrible ideas is to let people say them because then you can just look at it and be like yeah. that's that's stupid I'm not what why would you even like that came out of your mouth good 100%. job yeah um, but at the same breath like with the Sandy Hook thing and some things that he says and some people who are maybe a little more vulnerable to certain radicalized ideas because like with, with Alex Jones there's a problem and, and with a lot of really hardcore conspiracies there's a problem because it's like when you have somebody pushing it that hard and and you know like yeah. I literally believe that we're fighting the devil and it's like okay so <laughs> yeah. you don't have to say a call to action to your you know your more deranged listeners mm-hmm. But you've done that. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in effect, you have radicalized these people who are just sitting there cleaning their guns waiting to go, now? Is it now? Are we doing yeah. this now? Okay. Now, now? And then, you know, yeah. and I think, where do you go from there? Well, I think the dynamic from that, just that, because that's a really interesting observation, Anton. I think that's something that's kind of pervasive in our society across both spectrums, right? Because you've got mm-hmm. the far, yeah. far, super far right people. I wouldn't put myself there. I'm like middle of the road. Super far right people who are like cleaning their guns, as you said, listening to Alex Jones. And yes. He's like, the devil's, in, the devil's out the door. The devil's out the door. Shoot, get your, yeah. fill your guns up. <laughs> and it turns out it's the mailman, mailman right? Um, but then you've got <laughs> yeah. the, the other end of the spectrum where it's like nothing is incorrect scientifically. Typically, nothing is incorrect when it comes to the certain person that you happen to like listening to saying something. And my biggest thing is it's just like, look, when it comes to free speech, I'm in your area. Like Alex Jones, dude, he's not the topic of this episode, but let the guy fucking talk. But he should, in my opinion, be punished for the Sandy Hook thing. I don't necessarily know about the yes. degree of how much, but I do think he should be punished at least because he is uh, he's somewhat of a news. He is a news organization. Well, well, you know, yeah. the, the fact of the matter is, is, I think one of the problems we have in today's society about the free speech element of things is if all, all people have to do is say first, this is an opinion. It's yes, an opinion, yeah. guys. In my opinion, opinion, I think I'm right. You think you're right. Well, there's four people on this podcast. All of us think we're right. If we took one subject and we'll find things we agree upon and we'll take a subject and all of us will disagree upon and all of us will think that each of us are right. And our whole goal is to try to draw people nearer to our conclusion. Isn't that right. what free speech is all about? Yeah. Is, no, and if we have personal agency, it shouldn't matter. Yeah. It should not That's matter. What it's, it's, yeah, it is different because even with Alex Jones, me and Anton have kind of different opinions on some of the shit. But I think like if you know this whole call to arms and if people go out and do some stupid shit, it's the same way as like, should, should Charles Manson have been in jail because she didn't really kill anybody? There's no proof that he killed mm-hmm. anyone. And you can say, okay, it's murky. I understand that. But the thing is, he was just a crazy guy they wanted to lock yeah. away. And it's the same ideology where it's just like, well, if you call to arms, it's, you know, look at what happened with Trump and all that shit too and then you have the people you see cops letting them in and then it's this whole bullshit and they're most of the people weren't there for anything but to cause chaos and that's if you you can see it in the video footage of all this stuff yeah. that ends well, up Charles, Charles Manson's, people. 
a, uh, a different thing altogether with that because he is directly <laughs> yeah. responsible for the death of several people. You know, yeah. it's, it's not well, as though he, he though? was like, <laughs> you know, I think maybe you guys should just go knock on that house and maybe maybe have a talk and do him. It was just like degrees he of separation, these guys. people. No, but I talk. Like, just because he wasn't in the house and stabbing these people does not mean that he is not direct. It's like a mob boss being like, yeah, I ordered the hit, but I didn't. Kill He's him. outside, like, like yeah, you at the fucking window. did. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I guys, no, not this. This mark. isn't what I meant. I said kill them. Uh, but <laughs> that bitch can't even spell. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying, Tom. I, I do think that there's like this weird. It, it, it seems yeah. like at a certain point, it's like a he said, she said thing because it's like. You got sure. the fans of Alex Jones, or in this instance, the fans of Bill Gates, who just love what he does, and it's it's kind of like this is a really dumb reference, but it pops into my head, and it's worth worth bringing up. It's like the people Uh-oh. who are big fans of like Twilight or Harry Potter. No offense to them. Wow, my wife I, loves I Twilight and I Harry Potter. I have to question why that popped. It popped into my head because the extremism <laughs> of appreciating those characters, like those characters, can like do no wrong. And I think there's a whole facet of society that's like that with Alex Jones, with Donald Trump, with Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For some reason, with Nancy Pelosi, uh, I can't explain that one. Um, but <laughs> it, it, I think that's really common today and i would love to dive into that maybe in this episode specifically with bill gates but yeah it's just we're living kind of yeah. a weird time and when it comes to your guys shouldn't show, idolize anybody. yeah you shouldn't idolize anybody when it comes to your guys show the last two years you guys have more than enough to talk about and i feel like it's only just yeah, gonna increase true. which is entertaining <laughs> and fantastic but also really freaking crazy at the same time so and I feel like we're pretty unique because we like we stick to our mostly like we have our main hosts like me and Anton and then Billy is like we have a three consecutive people that are constantly like on the show as much as you guys are doing it uh, with each other right and then we actually stick to like a specific topic and we like dive deep inside of it and like that's why it's you go from like serial killers all of a sudden then the next episode we're talking about fucking aliens and then we're talking about fucking dead people it's just like we go all over the place with our show and especially we're creeping up to Hall Halloween, we like to do all those sorts oh, yeah. of like really strange, bizarre shit that, and, and you know, I always am, you could say, on the fence or more like, I go into it where I'm like, I'm just going to be a believer. Yeah. And then at the end, I'm like, ah, it's probably fucking bullshit. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and that's, you get so passionate about the, the topics that we're talking about. Like, because yeah. we, uh, a lot of the times, we just send voice messages back and forth through Instagram. That's how we're talking to each yeah. other. Yeah. All hours of the fucking day. Like, we're both yeah, at work. Sure. And like, did you fucking... You know, like... Totally. And, uh... <laughs> dude, you know, it's... it's He gets so impassioned about these things. And then, yeah, by the end of the episode, half the time, he's just like, eh, I don't know, maybe it's... <laughs> <laughs> and, and honestly, doing doing psychedelics like the way I do also makes me just question everything even more. Because yeah. I'm like, eh, it could all just be fucking bullshit. So this, this basically is just online therapy for all of us, apparently. It seems <laughs> that way, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about how, according to Freud, we all love our parents and our moms specifically. That's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, how does that feel, guys? So, we're no, changing the subject. <laughs> <laughs> Another fun thing so in the true. conspiracy world is how many people love to, like, pull stuff where they're like, well, well, Freud was this and that, and, like, the connection oh, into yeah. that. And it's like, okay, so you, you understand that most modern psychologists are like, Freud was a fucking 100%. idiot. Like, he had yeah. some good ideas, but we don't use those theories in practice yeah. anymore, and it's like... 
Uh, well, it's it's the lagging the lagging nature of information these days is is kind of alarming because it's it's conflated and mixed with that immediate gratification of like a headline. So it's like that's so you true. get people talking about Freud and they they talk about like what he's saying is absolute truth, and then a psychology paper comes out, and no one picks it up, and it totally debunks everything he says. Uh, but yeah. yeah, well, yeah, look at TikTok and apps like that 100%. where you can just scroll. I could literally say the most craziest bullshit in a minute yep. and say like this is all factual. Like you know you can look it up, and then people buy. It and they don't actually go to do their own no. research. They just buy the video for itself at face value and don't go and research what I just said. And then fucking you got thousands of people being like, "Yeah, Bill Gates, he fucking raped a thousand kids in Cambodia." <laughs> yeah. like, well, uh, you know, I, I look at that kind of stuff though, and I, I wonder if part of that isn't just the the retention of oh, you know, I'm I'm the old guy on the block. I'm the old bull on the block here, so I can <laughs> yeah. I can say this. All you guys are actually all look about the same age to me. Of course, everybody yeah. looks about the same age when you get my age. But, <laughs> but, the, but the fact is, is the attention span of the younger generations is minuscule, man. Yeah. It just no, is. I agree. So my buddy's in his thirty was admitting that. Mm-hmm. He was amazing. He's like, I can't fucking. He's like, I'm like, he's in his thirties, has a kid, and he has not like, he just had a kid, and doesn't have time for all this shit. And he fucking said something about how, like, he's like, I've noticed that my attention span shit now. Yeah. And he's like, we grew up before like the internet was a huge thing. I didn't have a cell phone until I was like, I don't know, sixteen, seventeen, mm-hmm. kind of shit, where all these kids were having them like eight, and and it's like we grew up when the internet just kind of was taking off. So it's interesting now. You see, he's like, I can't fucking. He's like, I watch those reels or whatever on like even YouTube, and he's like, I can't keep my attention span. And I was like, maybe you should do some psychedelics. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that be like the universal cure? Yes. <laughs> nice little gray matter reset. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. Well, I, dude, I love the fact that you guys are, are covering these things. You seem to cover them in depth. I absolutely love so the fun. evil Nazi episode. Hilarious. Oh, I appreciate it. So you. funny. Yeah. yeah. To our listeners, if you guys want some awesome conspiracy uh, listening, go ahead and check out the Strange Brew podcast. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and jump greatly. into the monologue real fast. Yeah. All right, bear with me. This is kind of a, a thing that we do. It's strange, but you know, it, it, it kind of gives a, a viewpoint, at least intrinsically, into how I feel about this subject. Sure. So, William Henry Gates III, he's a simple, regular, multi-billionaire, tech giant, philanthropist extraordinaire. He's just a normal guy, co-founder of Microsoft, the world's largest personal computer and software company. No biggie. Uh, like you, he's worth a measly $112.4 billion. Supposedly owns wow. four private jets, owns four luxury homes, supposedly, likely more, and has a relatively modest car collection, which is rumored to include several Porsches, Mercedes-Benzes, a BMW 7 Series, a Tesla Model X, a Chevy Corvette, and even a Ford Focus. On top of that, like you, he owns over 269,000 acres of farmland across 19 states in America, making him the biggest private landowner. He's also, like you, the founder and chairman of several companies, including Branded Entertainment Network, Cascade Investment, BGC3, an American scientific research company, and Terra Power. And finally, like you, he owns the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, reportedly the world's largest private charity, which also pledged $10 billion over the next 10 years to develop and deliver vaccines to the world's poorest countries. That seems oddly on brand and topic over the last few years. William Henry Gates III has been on a myriad of magazine covers, appearing in and on the cover of Time Magazine for the first time in April of 1984, which then led to 10 total cover appearances. Here, he and his former wife were labeled the Good Samaritans and named Time's persons, uh, people, well, a couple... 
of the year in 2005, along with Bono. So I guess they would be the thruple of the year. Uh, Bill Gates was actually <laughs> totally raised like you too in Seattle, Washington. His father was a prominent lawyer, like all of our dads, and his mother served on the board of directors for the first interstate bank system, the holding company for the first interstate bank, and the United Way of America. Yes, the United Way International Network of Fundraising, the one that has the whole hands, like all of our moms. They did that as well. You see, Bill Gates is just like you. He's like all of us. He's one of the boys, and each one of us is one of his children. I'm sorry, mom and dad, but Gates is my daddy now. Ironically, he's basically the Mandela effect version of a human that has made his way into our lives. From the tech giant bro guy who supposedly ripped off an idea to a world-saving philanthropist, girl next door, who has stolen our hearts. I wouldn't consider myself big on conspiracies, so that's why we brought in our brothers from Strange Brew to talk a little bit about Bill Gates and the Mandela effect. Man, it was beautiful, nice. wasn't it? It's was beautifully nice. psychopath Bill really, Gates. That really was beautifully is. done. He's insane. He's nuts. Yeah. Well, you see those videos of you know when he's going through his trial or whatever, right? Uh, way back in the day when he was, and you see him shaking in his fucking chair. Yeah. I do it because I'm always stoned, <laughs> but like he's like sitting there, like back and forth, and it's like a child. Yeah. Like, he's being scolded, and it's his, if uh, a body language expert or whatever could analyze him, I'm sure they have some shit mm-hmm. to say. Because he, the way his, he, everything he says, like, there's, I was just watching that video, I want, I want to rumble, because that's, like, it's not, I'm not going to be able to find actual, real conspiracy shit about him on YouTube mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, you know, in the, he says things like, you know what, I'm just going to fucking take this needle, and we're just taking this foreign object and injecting it in children's arms, and it's just like, are you fucking okay, man? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think yeah. we lost Wolf there briefly, because yeah. of his <laughs> phone, and we got to see that he's walking around in... You guys like my short, short shorts? Yeah. Short, short, say, buddy, <laughs> short not, shorts, man. I'm not sure what's going no, on. My camera went out for some reason on my end, so I had to, yeah, my thighs. Yeah. I had to show off my leg game, is what that was. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, my camera exactly. went out, so. It's good now. You guys we're, guys we're can see right, right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> Anton's wearing nothing. Yeah, well, I was thinking I'm actually, okay, I'm, we, we hope his camera stays in action then the way it is. Okay, my buddy Mitch always made a joke where he's like, you know, you're always on camera and stuff like that. He's like, you should wear like a thong the one day be like oh excuse me I gotta go to the washroom and then just oh, turn around God. and like <laughs> shock everybody oh, that's hilarious well who was that guy that on CNN that, that I don't even Jeffrey Tubin got dude. fired Tubin Tubin is Tubin was Tubin. Cat guy? Right. exactly so you never know but but on camera is the point right you just mentioned that Bill Gates was and that was 1998 oof was it ninety eight when he was? No, it was, it was before no, that, it was wasn't it? When he I went it was in front of Congress. Well, that was wasn't whenever so, whenever it was his body. Was his, well, that was the antitrust, right? Well, the antitrust litigation. Yeah, the antitrust yes. suit. Yeah, it was in Congress, yeah. right? Yeah. And you know, it's funny because after that time period, it's it's like when he must have gotten home and said, "Okay," him and his handlers probably said, "Okay, it's time to change. It's time to it's time to make sure we do something about how you're perceived." Yeah. And thus came the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and all the consequential things since then. Yeah, and she's a man, probably. That's what the <laughs> <is>. <laughs> oh, dude, we, we've had so many discussions oh, about some people God. who are women who might be men uh, off the Michelle, show. Michael Michelle Obama? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was just about to bring <laughs> yeah, that up. Exactly, yeah, exactly. no, a lot of strange <laughs> stuff. But you know what's interesting about Gates? I think a lot of this, outside of his obviously very high IQ... Um, and he also might be on some spectrum of some sort. I think a lot of it has to do with how the guy was raised. I mean, I, he 
comes yeah. from a very strange household. Obviously, you know, in 1955, there was a lot of dynamics at that time in Seattle, probably within his household that are different than today. Um, you know, he uh, obviously had a lot of pressure from his parents, who were all like ridiculously successful. Are, are you justifying? I'm not justifying. Bill Gates I'm giving right an now? image for our listeners. He was small for his age and bullied. That's why he wants to control all the vaccinations oh, okay. in the world. Okay, I'm just okay. providing an objective view here. <laughs> well, in in response to the thing you were saying about him uh, shaking in the chair like that, like he was being scolded. So, ninety eight, the dude has become. It was, I believe, was the richest man in the world at the time, right? Had yes. just built Microsoft mm-hmm. to where it was, mm-hmm. and I'm sure was not used to getting shit from anybody no, for the last ten years prior. Yep. And yeah. here he is sitting in front of Congress, just like. I, I can't yell at these people like they're my employees. Mm-hmm. I can't talk down to them like they're my subordinates. So now he's in the yeah. hot seat for once, and he's like, I don't fucking... I'm not okay with this, you yeah, know? 100%. So, it kind of reminds me of one of those, like, like 80s movies, too. Like that, that, you know, like that nerd, like, mentality, revenge mm-hmm. of the nerds, uh, you know, like, Animal House type of style thing, where it's like the nerds get revenge. And it's just like, you know, when the guys at the time, the you know, the hot guys are all getting all the <laughs> chicks, and then, you know, the dudes that are the nerds end up making tons of money, and they can literally have anything at their fingertips yeah. later on in life. No, yeah, but it doesn't so. matter how much money you have. Uh, like a Mark Zuckerberg. People will still shoot you down. Yeah. Like that, uh, that affair that Gates tried to get into. Uh, with one of his employees, and she just laughed in his face. Weren't there multiple ones, though? Like, he had multiple yes. instances of trying to pursue yeah. his own employees, which I... Look, from... He's a creepy I don't own a business. Dude. That's how that's he met Melinda. Weird. Oh, really? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh that, I, was, I was just listening to something earlier yeah. that apparently that's how he met Melinda, because she was... She worked in the office or something and rejected him numerous times, and then exactly. finally, you know, she caved in. Like, look at all the money I yeah, got. Exactly. Like, he opened his checkbook and... He opens the door, there's exactly. a stack of money, and then, like, a self-portrait of him naked. But, yeah. You know what, Tomcat? Yeah. To, your, to, to your point earlier, Tomcat, he sat in front of that, in front of Congress, in, in a place he never thought he'd be. Yeah. And he sat yeah. there, and I think I even read something about some of the, the lawyers on the other side were kind of chuckling at him because he said, I do not recall more times than they had politicians say yeah. that. Well, yep. Yeah, and they're <laughs> like, what don't you get with the word, like the words, like it, like they had to, like, they grilled him and stuff like that, but, and he's like, uh, I don't understand, yeah. and they're like, what do you, what don't you understand what we're fucking trying to tell yeah. you? And well, like, Business Week, like, we are asking questions. 100%. When Business Week even came out and said early rounds of the deposition show him offering ops, uh, Score, oh my god, Obfus, uh, obfuscation. Yeah, obfuscation. Where's my cringe button? That's yeah, what we do cringe, on my cringe, 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 Big word. Cringe. Uh, obfuscatory answers uh, saying, I don't recall, like you said, so many times that even the presiding judge had to chuckle. Worse, many of the techno- technology chief's denials and pleas of ignorance were directly refuted by prosecutors with snippets of email that Gates both sent and received. So he obviously was not being truthful yeah. in any way. Um, I don't think we hold these people accountable as much as they no. should be. Like Mark Zuckerberg, all these fucking like billionaires that like it's they have everything at their fingertips. I always say it's fucking mm-hmm. weird. And like in a world that, you know, has people like Jeff Bezos like destroy this bridge because my fucking yacht needs <laughs> to go through it. Like it's strange that we have people that are this mm-hmm. rich and powerful that control everything and you really think governments control shit, but no. these guys it's all based on their sponsorship yep. and who they're being owned by. And then it's just like how are people starving? Yeah. How is there people drinking out of shit water when there's fucking people that literally like destroy this bridge mm-hmm. so I can fit my fucking yacht through it because I have a tiny Well, here's dick. the thing. Like, you uh, know, well, well, the you government got, of... <laughs> well, Bull, you got something to say, <laughs> the, uh, clearly, right? No, the, I was the just going to say... The people of the Netherlands or whatever basically told uh, Bezos to go fuck himself yeah. and they weren't moving the bridge, yeah. so... 
Well, and, and I guess my observation, because here's where I sit when it comes to people like Bill Gates. I don't want to fault them for for shit specifically just as the amount of money they make. I think that there's other things that we should fault them for that are more poignant, and I'm not saying that as an excuse. He makes an ungodly amount of money. At the same time... Yeah, go to Jeffrey Epstein. 100%. Yeah, dude, yeah, the guy was... Exactly. Yeah, we'll he's not my friend, sure. but I go and visit him multiple times. Like, we've never done business, <laughs> he's a, but he's gonna get me he's on dead a now, lifestyle. So yeah, exactly. He's got a very intriguing lifestyle. He's got an intriguing yeah, lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but I would never hits. do that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, I just go and watch. And so I guess my, my <laughs> position when it comes to like people like Bezos and Gates is yes, they make an ungodly amount of money. On the alternative side, when it comes to that, I would like to th- I'd like to think, and maybe this is naive of me, I would like to think that a rising tide raises yeah. all ships. With that being said, when it comes, I really like that. Yeah, saying, when yeah. it comes to them, the problem I have is Gates just doesn't have any interpersonal relation skills. Like he might be smart as shit. He's probably the smartest guy in almost every room, but he knows he's the smartest guy in every room, and he acts like it. I mean, he treated his employees like absolute shit. On top of that, his wife, yeah. and that's kind of where yeah. I get. Tied up, you know what you see that you see that shit all the time. It's elitism, Mm -hmm. and and it's it's unconscionable because these people. There's nothing wrong with being smart. There's nothing wrong with making a shit ton of money. Mm -hmm. The problem is what you do with Mm -hmm. it, right? And that's that. When you look at you look at this guy in his history, it's what did you do with it? The first thing he did with it is try to take every bit of competition and wipe it off the table. He knew that was wrong. Yeah, and Congress pulled and pulled him up in front of them, and he didn't have a single answer at all. And so he turned, see, I look at this thing, and we'll get into this a bit, I'm sure. I'm not going to try to go too far off into tangent here. But <laughs> these people, especially people in the, in the computer science area, like he was, programming area, they look at everything in life as data points. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. And I kind of admire that in a way because you can analyze things. You can look back and find historical information and see where things are going and where they're going to but if you if you look at every single human being as a data point you take the humanity out of it completely no, true and it's so impossible that they lack the ability to have that is like, possible like, and that yeah. wolf you said something about the spectrum earlier right i think he's on it and I do. you know my my son's a, a high functioning <laughs> autistic yeah. person we're all on this and, spectrum and, a little bit yeah probably <laughs> probably my son got it from somebody this, could this be me you know circle guys <laughs> but if you look behind me my books are not lined up properly but so anyway but uh, but i i think that that i think it comes down to there's there's a tendency for these people when you get to a certain level of it's not even wealth it's power mm-hmm. when you get to a certain mm-hmm. level of power you believe number one you're untouchable and number two yeah. what you believe is right and everybody else is wrong mm-hmm. and so you justify your decisions all these different things we'll talk about today you justify mm-hmm. those decisions because the ends are important mm-hmm. more important than the means to get you there so if people die if if people yeah. have to somebody said shit water a minute ago somebody tom can he said <laughs> drinking shit water well you know yeah. one of his patents is all about cleaning up that shit so yeah. people can drink water from sludge yep. In one of his major patents, he's got like 15 patents in that industry. To fix the toilets. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and, and the biggest thing that I have, like to, to Bull's point, is it's like, because I, I often think that there's a conflation of that wealth and that power. Not to say that there shouldn't be, because they kind of align, right? If you have a ton of money, you're obviously, you're going to have a rising level of wealth. That's a rising level of power, which is kind of mm-hmm. unfortunate when it comes to, uh, not a capital, capitalism. Well, yeah, it's like an afor- unfortunate side effect of capitalism. Um, now, obviously, there's a whole other discussion to be had about capitalism, downfalls, and other systems of economics Fuck and yeah. politics that, you know, I think is worthy to be had from an objective point. Cause, yes, Because there's agree. like... 
not everything bad is with capitalism. Not everything bad is with socialism. It's when the extremes of both or, or communism. It's right. with the extremes when they come. Oh, hundred percent. And when it comes to like uh, Bill Gates, I feel like he is almost an embodiment of the extreme negative of capitalism because. It, no, sure. the, the whole tech bro, you know, ultra billionaire douchebag guy who owned Microsoft Microsoft in the 90s turns into a philanthropist in the 2000s and is now going to supply all vaccinations and medications for all of us. That seems a little too well, on I mean, the nose, that's, right? That's, that's not really an unco- as uncommon as we like to think it is because, like, look at Carnegie. Yeah, you know, Carnegie true. just became a major philanthropist, <laughs> and he's responsible for the death of, of how many people mm. because of, you know, the labor battles and everything back in the day, plus all the rampant pollution, the coal mine deaths, yeah. everything else. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think gonna, what it, a lot yeah. of it, what it comes down to as well is, like we were talking about at the beginning, is that hero worship, yeah. which is not new yes. by any stretch of the imagination. We've been doing it since as long as there have been people, because it's like, oh, we're yeah. following this person because they know, you know, X, Y, and Z, and we need these things to survive. But nowadays, it, it's it's more changed, and I say nowadays, including, like, most of, you know, modern Western civilization that we do. We, we put these people on a pedestal, and, you know, you either worship them, or yeah, they're inconsequential to you, or you talk a lot of shit about them. And I'm sure with, with the constant, you know, yes men and positive feedback that Gates gets and then, you know, the fruits of everything he's done, like, oh, I have this much money, I have this much power, I have this much influence. I'm sure all that shit goes to your head, not, like, you know, excusing any of the guy's behavior, but, like you were saying before, too, Wolf, like, you know, him being bullied as a kid Mm -hmm. and wanting that power and then starting to get it, it's like, well, I'm clearly the best person here because look what I've done. All of my stuff. He's narcissistic at the fucking... He's the probably one of the most narcissistic people on the yep. planet. It's the same way we have Justin Trudeau. He's a fucking narcissist. He thinks that if people don't like him, then they're not Canadian. It's just like if you because I'm Canadian because my family was Canadian, and if you don't like fucking me, then you're not so, Canadian. That's how his point of view. He just went to the Joe Biden stool of speech where he's just yes. like, you ain't black if you vote if you don't vote for me, man. It's like, what? <laughs> come on, man. Uh, but y- come on, you guys man. bring up a good point, and this actually just came out today. I don't know if you saw this poll. It came out this morning. Apparently, the New York governor said that people who are Republican shouldn't live in New York because they don't support democracy. Like, and, <laughs> like something like that. Well, and, they don't have to worry about me. Well, I'm not moving well, and to New here's, York Well, here's the biggest thing. that Because you guys make a really, really good point. And I'd love to dive a little bit into this because you brought up narcissism, which I think there's a, an epidemic. Not only... not I mean, yes. heavily in America. I don't really know how it is in Canada. So, Tom, I'd love to dive into that a little bit, too. Yeah, um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I think there's also, when it comes to hero worship, do you guys think it's gotten significantly worse with the advent and uh, advancement of technology? Because I feel like... It, I think it has. Fuck yes. 100%. People are putting fucking all these goddamn like people on a pedestal that probably, other than maybe their music, don't really have anything to offer people. And and, and, and I was thinking about the point of like intellect, right? Everyone like, he's fucking Bill Gates is so smart. In what spectrum? Because it's kind of like it's subjective now. Because you can be super creative and intelligent in that way, mm-hmm. like right side or whatever, left side. You know what I mean? Like people that can draw. Can Bill Gates draw a good fucking portrait? I mm-hmm. doubt it. Like, you know, like this, it's what do we measure intellect on anymore because essentially right it's just like the test that they have to measure iq you can actually dissect now and it's like mostly bullshit it's based on numerology and all the things that we say is correct in society because we've been raised this way and i just think it's starting to all fall apart and look like bullshit to me well I i think we give people these platforms and there's there's nothing wrong with people 
having their perspective. I mean, we're all about, we've talked already about the First Amendment in the United States and how important that is to our ability not just to communicate with each other, but to disseminate information in general and change minds and hearts and all that kind of bullshit that you want to talk about. But we give these people a platform and they lose perspective on what their, what their lane is. Right, you talked about a singer a second ago, Tomcat. You could get a world famous singer. You could mention a bunch of different ones, and once they get to a certain level, they've got their platform, they've got their followers, and now they've got to give us their opinion on every fucking thing under the sun that we don't want to hear about. And now, you and me, we may we may listen to all that stuff, and we may go, okay, your opinion is fine, but stick to your lane. But other people, there's a huge swath of people out there that are more interested in the emotional tie they have with the superstar than they are whether that person is right or wrong. So they'll just agree. It's true. And that's the part of that is a uh, a result of a lot of people, you know, being raised in front of a television, essentially. And like, like, totally. These are people that you've had your entire like, like, for example, how many people got super, super sad and cried when Robin Williams died? Mm hmm. Because that is something that is fundamental Murdered. to their like, childhood. Like Michael Jackson. So they view it as yeah. a, yeah, like a, a permanent connection. So it does feel like like we are so involved with our celebrities and our hero worship that when one of them dies, it's like it is to some people equivalent to losing a family member. You know, and it's like they've never yeah. met this person in real life. They've never had yeah, any that's, actual that's interaction too, with so this true. person. Yeah, we don't actually know him. They don't know what he's really about on a personal level because you've like you've idolized him in movies. Like it's very true. Well, and that's. Yeah. I was going to make that point. Well, uh, yeah, that's a phenomenal <laughs> that a point. Because when we do mm-hmm. our show, like it, obviously, I'm sure you guys have the same. At the very beginning, we have a disclaimer that says this is this is purely for entertainment. Like we're not. <laughs> we are. Th- yeah, we're podcasters. Yeah, yeah exactly. This is a yeah. show. Like here's <laughs> yeah. the thing. And the funny yeah. thing about that is the beauty about that is we can talk about the most ridiculous things. And I don't want to say like because obviously there's a limit. <laughs> there is a limit right now. But I do think, well, it, depe- it depends on where you live, right? Because if you and I start talking when, yeah. you, when you, like in the beginning of the episode of the Evil Nazis, that whole music thing that played, <laughs> the response was hilarious. And I kind of went like this and Anton was like, no, don't yeah. do that. And I was joking. Oh, I was kidding. So like the music funny. made me yeah, want to feel like a Nazi. <laughs> but we had just had an interaction with another podcaster who yes. we, were, we were talking to mm-hmm. and... um. Yeah, you, uh, you know, he, he, he's a flat earther, and we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's, yeah. That's like bottom of the barrel, but okay. Yeah. And then he started talking about some other theories and mentioned a few yeah. uh, eight-hour-long documentaries that I'm familiar mm-hmm. with, and I was like, oh, no, you're one of those. Well, and, here's, uh, here's, the thing. here's the thing. <laughs> and I tr- yeah. What's interesting to me about this is because my view on this whole thing, because, look, I – as when it comes to free speech, three, free spot thought, I think that we should be able to have those things, as you said, to your point. Yeah. Let people say what they want to say. But I do think it is interesting, specifically now, and I've talked to the bull about this, the last two years have almost solidified those type of things. Because I feel like there's almost a confirmation mm. bias on both ends of the spectrum, where you got one oh, side that's like, well, uh, you know, freaking uh, pandemic happened, problems happened, and that proves all the things. Like all that, like lizard people yeah, exist, right. and then you got the other spectrum that says, "Well, obviously, what those people believe is insane. It could be, not yeah. to suggest that it is or isn't, but it could be because there's there's a plausible uh, amount of information on both ends. But I feel like there's somewhere in between, right? So we can talk about flat Earth, we can talk mm-hmm. about the Holocaust and something like that, and obviously yeah. history would show the people who win write the history. 
Not to suggest, For sure. not yes. to suggest nothing happened, because I, I have read quite a few books. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever read Ordinary Men by Christopher Browning or uh, or mm-hmm. Auschwitz. I can't remember the, the, the uh, Jewish doctor's name. It's something very mm-hmm. uh, um, hard to pronounce. Angela? Both of them are no, the, probably Mangela. the most... No. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> both <laughs> it's the other side. Both of them... Oh, the other yeah, side. Both yeah. of them are super hard reads, because they're, they're uncomfortable... Uh, they're uncomfortable in a way that a lot ma- means that you have to dissect yourself. Because at the end of the day, these yeah. are purely human responses to things. Like, uh, just on the topic of, of, of World War II, briefly, like, Germany didn't know. Like, the people of Germany didn't know that was happening. Uh, I mean, I made that point most too, of the camps like, weren't in Germany. Most of them yeah, they were, were in Poland. Yeah, exactly. They were Poland, in other occupied 100%. territories. Yeah. So the, the people of Germany who saw Hitler or those individuals as... In a lot of ways, not all of them, but in a lot of ways, a pseudo-nationalistic savior, they saw these instances mm. after the fact and were not able to believe it. I mean, if you read Christopher Browning, right. uh, he's a historian, if you read Ordinary Men, basically that premise of the book is he interviewed people that were a part of the order police, that were salespeople, that were doctors, that were bookkeepers, that were teachers, and he asked them, why were you mm. taking people of, of uh, Jewish descent into the forest and shooting them in the neck? And their response was... Well, that was better than allowing them to exist. And I think there's a... there's a Just Well, here's fucked. the thing. People will say... It, well, I agree. 100% messed up. 100% fucked. But there's an interesting psychology behind that. Because most of those people, when he would talk to them, would express immense remorse. The question being, obviously, from our perspective today, now, is was that because you got caught? Or was that because you actually felt terrible for it? I would say it was a mix of both. Yeah. Which is like... And that's why I, I said on I would show agree with you on with the Because yeah. it's like you the can't... The mix of both on that. Because here's the thing. It, 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 we're looking at it from a very clinical, a very controlled area from our time in 2022 same with uh, bill gates yeah. we're looking at this in the most controlled way possible like he's a fucking douchebag like that type of thing yeah. we don't know him personally so we're so we're making an analysis yeah. that i think is accurate but also doesn't show the entire story so when it comes to like the holocaust or when it comes to the flat earth obviously i wouldn't say that i profess to be 100 percent on either ends i think that there's things that we don't know that we never will know um, now, I would say yeah, that I'm probably more point, on the yeah. round earth side of the spectrum, but I do think it's fun <laughs> to talk about, you know, flat earth and falling off the edge. It's fun to talk about. And, and on the same note, I do think at the end of the day, I think people, and this is something that um, when I talk about conspiracies, I think it's something to keep in mind. People cling to these things in a lot of ways because it's easier to believe something like that than to believe there's no, mm-hmm. no purpose to anything at all. No, because right. they're always like, prove it. Every time I fucking talk with a flat mm-hmm. like, prove it. It's like, well, you prove your mm-hmm. thing. You, there was a documentary done, and they're like, well, it's sold by Netflix, so it's not true. But the guy disproved, and he proved during trying mm-hmm. to prove the earth is flat, he proved that it was round. And it's just like, I think, and I fucking, I vouch for psychedelics so much, because you you will start to see that a lot of the stuff we're sold and think mm-hmm. about in the thought process of the way this world is structured is kind of just, it's... It's really flimsy, yeah. and people really don't know what to believe. And I've said it anti yeah. m- numerous times on the show. My whole thing is we're not going to know until we're mm-hmm. dead. I'm only going to – you know what I mean? I've seen weird shit in this world. I've seen weird things that I'll never explain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that we won't know until we're, we're yeah. dead. Like everyone can what? have these opinions on every fucking thing, but it's not really going to matter at the end of the day once we're all what's, dead. We go the what's same the saying in the vacuum of information conspiracy abounds? Yes. Yep. And so, well, in, yeah. in the, the, the challenge I see with a lot of this kind of stuff is there's got to be, for the premise of anything to be true, there has to be an agreement that there is a, a reality that we all 
participate in one right. yes. overriding yes. umbrella of structure that we all agree that we all agree is there. You know, yeah. use physics to create that if you want. Of course, that's debatable these days too. But but the whole point <laughs> is is everything underneath that umbrella is debatable. Yeah. And that's why this right. is not only fun, but important to discuss, because all of us have our perceptions. We, we're all looking at our world through our own filter, all of us. Yeah. And we see things the yeah, way we want to see. Point, yeah. and, and the idea of this, to me, in groups, in tribes, if you will, is to tighten up that frame and talk about all these things so you can have more and more collective agreement. Yeah. The unfortunate part about that is it also creates a polarization between us if we agree upon something in some other tribe that disagrees. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So, well, and here's and that's the age old struggle of us and them. hundred yeah, percent. And, and, and I think the, the thing, <coughs> I guess my perspective might be a little diluted because I was raised in like a super, I don't want to say ultra like terrible religious upbringing. Um, but, but in the sense that there was a lot of like, um, legalism, Right, so so I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, what 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 faith? Uh, so originally it was Lutheran, and then it was evangelical. Um, oh. And I got to a point mm-hmm. in my life where I was actually interning for pastoralship. Now, my personal beliefs aside, I do think there are benefits when it comes to theology. There's also then he met our family. Yeah, now I'm change. a fucking heathen. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I got tattoos, a bard. It's terrible. Uh, yeah. like, uh, my golden ticket's gone. Uh, but I but I guess my point is, I, I think there's a lot of benefit to some things like structure when it comes to theology and beliefs. But there's also a lot of detri- detrimental factors that I think in part not only are caused by some um, maybe malpracticed aspects of teaching, but also when it comes mm-hmm. to uh, just general human nature. Now, when it comes to stuff like uh, conspiracy theories or uh, what I would like to refer to as like the, sci- the, the, the religion of science, which is prevalent today, um, there yeah. are nuances there's gray areas, right? So you've got this group of people today when it comes to conspiracies that they, like I said earlier prior to us recording, it's either all or nothing. It's either it's either 100% true or it's none of it's yes. true. And and I don't know how, I don't know how to relate to that because I think that from my perspective, the scarier thing is not that the conspiracy theory exists or doesn't exist. The scarier thing is we're on a spinning blue ball or flat disc, depending on who you talk to. You don't want to think about that too much. Everything uni- else like falls multiple away. Multiple universes in multiple uh, realms of time that no one understands, <laughs> and we don't know yeah, why. Try doing mushrooms and looking at yeah, like what the or we're just fuck, source man. code in some sort of program. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Right, and and, yeah. and Anton, if you if you fall into that category, then literally yeah. anything goes. Mm. Right. Well, that's yeah, yeah exactly. It, and that's that's again a fun topic. From my perspective, and I like to talk about it. I really do. I think it's very interesting. We go back to the data point thing, and you can condense everything down to, to bits and bytes, right, if you want to. Yeah, because yeah. All, all computerization is is speed and switches on and off, on and off, on and off. It calcul- mm-hmm. Everything we're doing today, every video we're looking at, every audio we're hearing, all is condensed down to that very thing. And when you start thinking about that, you think about things in terms of fabric and programming and data points. Then it's really easy to make the leap into, you know, we're, we're really in a simulation or, or something along those lines. Yeah. And that, that opens up the world to simply anything you want to talk about because and, nothing yeah. is real. Now, now Tom, you yeah. brought up yeah. a, a really interesting point. You, you asked me about what I was raised in theologically, um, and I would love mm-hmm. to kind of dive into that briefly when it comes to Canada. Uh, Canada, God. Canada's. I joke about that all the time. Uh, When it comes to Canada's uh, culture, because I think a lot of this hero worship, um, I think a lot of the... uh, We don't have it as much. 
Well, go into that. Like, we that. have com- comedians, okay. right? Like, that's that what you could say, right? Like, we <laughs> grace everywhere else with comedy. Because, yes. like, Jim Carrey. It, like, there's so many people. Mike Myers, you could fucking with Longulus, um, um, Seth Rogen. There's, like, so many people, right? Canada is different, right? I feel like it was it used to be a lot different before Justin Trudeau kind of took over. Uh, and now it's polarized because he's someone who is very powerful, who is in a uh, from a rich family where people hated his father or liked his father. And now essentially it's divided the nation and he's admitted, right, that you can divide people if you use polarized topics so you can literally get elect- elected um, because you get people to fight against each other. And that's what my whole thing has always been about too is to unite people like that doesn't like you know I don't like the World Economic Forum I think they're a bunch of psychopathic fucking evil people that have no empathy and they're narcissistic and the thing is that if we don't collectively come together against people like that the world is fucking doomed Mm. and we are gonna live in a fucking chaotic authoritarianism style fucking state like Orwellian bullshit and it's not gonna fucking be good for anybody that's underneath them but Canada is becoming more of that where I feel like we're at a test ground before it was like I love open nation you know it's like accepting of everyone especially if you go into some inner cities like it's there's walks of life of every single type of person from around the fucking world right and like people speak all different types of languages and and then now they just be like it's getting worse and worse with the way we go about things and like much like australia i feel like we're testing grounds for the new world order agenda and like forcing these topics like e-bugs or we're gonna or we're destroying farming essentially like bill gates is doing he's bought a fucking tons of land in canada like and it's disturbing that people like that have that much fucking power well and do you think that like uh, like aside from bill gates when we talk about like uh world economic forum (laughs) and i mean in a lot of ways that argument goes to like the end of times for some people um do you think that that has to do with maybe a degradation factor in the culture of canada um, or do you think it's something to do more so? We're kind of a lot of religious. Okay. Like the thing is, um, I'm not religious at all, right? Uh, I was, you could say, uh, I was raised Christian, but as soon as I was in the church, um, I was like six years old. They mentioned how gay should go to hell, and then we walked away from yep. the church, and I never fucking looked back. Kind of shit. Like the thing is, I've never, I've always believed that I pray to my higher self, right? Whoever I am above the, all of this bullshit, because when we die, I believe there's an afterlife, and I believe in reincarnation, and all that stuff. So like. Whoever I am beyond this is just looking down. And I'm Anton is not does not share. He shares somewhat of the same opinion. Is that I believe everything happens for a reason. That's all kind of set up, and that we're here to experience life, and then we fucking die. And so Canada, like a lot of the people, I have a large following on TikTok, um, and I talk about the government and and stuff like that. And a lot of the people are like, you know, thank Jesus, and like there a lot of them, and a lot of Canadians are very religious and think like God and Jesus is the way. And like, even though I think that Jesus was probably a real person and that, you know, he, his, the message is there and that's Mm -hmm. good. Right. But I think that religion is a fucking construct that was created to eventually divide and conquer us because so many, how many thousands of fucking religions there is nowadays. So I just don't subscribe to anything. That's been my whole thing. I've told Anton, like, I don't subscribe to any identity. I am who I am. Fuck off. You don't like me. And and Anton, (laughs) what what about you? Because I'd love to, love to dive into that a little bit. When it comes to um, I, uh, much like yourself, I was Stuck also raised brother. in a very heavy evangelical yeah. home. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad went through really weird, like heavy Christian phases, but his father has been like a deacon my entire life. He's a, a former alcoholic that uh, got saved and, and put the bottle down thanks to Jesus. And he's—I <laughs> I love my grandfather to death. When I was a kid, yeah. we 
constantly butted heads, and we don't agree on a, a great ma- many things. Um, but yeah, so I was raised in like a Northern Baptist and then a Pentecostal church as well, and being a queer youth, that wasn't really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plus, I was never the person to just be like, oh, okay. Like, I was always the, why? Yep. What? No. But <laughs> that, that seems kind of wrong, but, and then like, it didn't make me very many friends there. Um, there was actually an incident where uh, I had to go to, like, I, I had to go to church like two times a week mm-hmm. more often than not, like Wednesdays and Sundays, all that bullshit. Um, and at one of my dad's churches, uh, there was a girl who was in youth group and her friend had just committed suicide. And she was distraught, as you would as you would assume. And the uh, the youth group leader actually had the audacity to tell her, it's like, it's, it's terrible. And um, what's worse is that you'll never get to see your friend again because Ugh. she's in hell. And I went off. Like, I, I, I lost it and, like, just tore this dude into an asshole when I was, like, 16. And then afterwards, uh, the, the the pastor was like, hey, if you have any questions, you know, you can just come talk to me. You don't got to bring it up in class. I was like, I don't have questions. I had a statement that needed to be made because that guy's a fucking idiot. And if, you, if these are the kind of people that you want informing, you know, teenagers, like, what if she goes home and kills herself just, just to be with her friend? Yeah. That's on you. Yeah, no, and that's... And it's, that's terrible. I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, as someone, my brother he he has a he has a very uh, rare disability um, to like the extremes of like maybe one out of five in this country, um, and oh, wow. he's also uh, in the uh, he he also would identify as being gay. Um, and my biggest thing is I think a lot of this, obviously religion has a lot of things to say, and I look at it from a historical perspective, mm-hmm. right? Like there's it mm-hmm. is supposedly supposedly a very old book um and the culture around that is light years different than anything that we're in Mm -hmm. today um and the only reason i ask these things is because i think this plays into in a lot of ways for people's modern perspective of what you stated earlier anton with hero worship i think that they've lost faith in things that in a lot of ways for a long period of time be it judaism or islam or christianity uh were pillars in community and they transferred that type of belief and that type of trust to people to like Bill Gates, to people mm-hmm. like Donald Trump, to people like Joe Biden, because believing the alternative that there is nothing is terrifying. Yeah. Um, well, I yep. think that, I think that actually speaks <clears throat> to our need psychologically to have mm-hmm. kind of some kind of framed belief system. Yep. You know, it, whether you believe in different things or not, it's inconsequential to this conversation. I, I do believe personally that a lot of these things came about because people were trying to have a, uh, a set of rules that was like for their community, their tribe, et cetera. I used tribe a few times, so it's kind of my favorite word with this kind of stuff. Now, interestingly, though, what happens when people get into these communities and tribes is they think that anybody that thinks outside of that set of rules is somehow shouldn't belong. Either they conform or shouldn't belong. They become the other. Exactly. And see, that's that's where we make mistakes. And that's yes. that's the same thing we're talking about with politics, the same thing we're talking about mm-hmm. putting people on a pedestal, the same, same kind of thing. It's okay to think one way. It's okay to be even be in an echo chamber of what your belief system is, rightly or wrongly, if you also agree that, well, for lack of a better way to put it, you agree to disagree. You can be okay yes, with people that don't that phrase, all the time. <laughs> there's a phrase we never, we don't hear nearly as much anymore as we used to, uh, and that's, you know, while, while I disagree with what you have to say, I will defend to the death your right to 100%. say it. There you go. And yes. I, think, I think that it basically displays and just shows 
uh, a that that mutual respect, mm. like you're saying. Uh, you know, where it's, it's like, look, you have your thoughts and your beliefs, mm. I have mine, but at the end of the day, you're a person, I'm a person, and we have the same human needs and, you know, desire to be respected and heard. Yeah. And it, it, we're not really as good at that as we used to be. I don't even know, maybe maybe we never were. Maybe we, maybe it's always been that, but because we're so interconnected now with things like the internet where it's like, you know, yeah. we're, we're all in different ends of the, you know... North America right now, and we're all just sitting here face to face having a conversation, whereas mm-hmm. that wasn't possible yeah. fifty years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but with with that access in your home, I think it's it's showing everything being way more polarized now as it is. But I'm I'm hoping, and I'm not th- the best optimist. Um, more often than not, I you know various mental health type things, but like I tend to be on the gloom mm-hmm. side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I'm hoping that what we're witnessing now is like a uh, a, a yawning, growing pains as we adapt to the technology that is so new to us. See, yeah. I, I think, though, that the one piece of this that's missing is we can sit around, and, and, and you're absolutely right on, Anton. That's one of the best things. That is what the First Amendment is built around. Right. We, I'll defend your right to say whatever you want, even if I disagree with you. That yep. is awesome. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, if we're talking back to, to Bill Gates and the elite systems, yes. if you will, the World Economic Forum and all the different things that go around, is that there is a group of people and it's a smaller, very small group of people that have decided their tribe is right and everybody else is wrong, and they're not going to defend our right. Cancel 100%. and fucking everything. Yep. Yeah, Andrew yep. Tate. They just fucking took out Andrew Tate just because he's a character. He fucking plays a character a thousand percent. I agree with fucking like forty percent of what he says. Same with like Alex Jones, like thirty percent. Mm. But the thing is, he's still allowed to say whatever the fuck mm. he wants, in my opinion, on all these platforms. Why can he not say stuff? But then you have these doctors that are spouting this information that they claim is from experts. What experts are you fucking yep. talking about? When there's other doctors that be like, no, I've seen patients die when it comes to COVID or any of this stuff. It's the same thing because you can do it scientifically, objectively, like it's the same fucking thing. You know what I mean? And it's just so strange to see this thing where it's like, no, I control the narrative. Mark Zuckerberg, you can't say shit about the fucking vaccine and stuff like that. It's well, you saw what he said on Joe Rogan, fucking, right? Like you say, bait. I didn't listen bro. to it yet. Oh, yeah. And I, I heard I, somebody <laughs> messaged me and they're like, I was like, he's not the Joe Rogan that we need him to be. <laughs> and somebody's like, he hasn't been for a fucking yeah, long time. So I have created, obviously I've got personal opinions of Joe Rogan. Uh, and I, I've got criticisms of him. Um, at the same time, I, and I don't utilize him as my only news source. Uh, so, but no, God, no. like here, and here's this. This is what I said earlier. This is what gets me because I've had people in my life that are like they've said things about recent elections. They've said things about certain events that I looked at a few years ago. As you know, to Bull's point, and I said, no way. There's no way. And then something like that comes out with uh, freaking Zuckerberg. And I'm like, oh, great. Now we have to play this game of, okay, well, if that's right, then everything else is right. And I just, I don't know. I, it's, it's hard to balance because, to, to Bull's point, there is a small cadre, a cabal per se, <laughs> of, of people who seemingly have an agenda and – Whereas I don't want to say that they're all uber intelligent because I think that that, that would be, that would be um, maybe a, a little optimistic. I think there's a lot of very wealthy mm. people that are just dumb as a box of rocks and luck played into yeah. it. Raised into 100%. money. Um, and even if they weren't, you know, there's a huge – like Jeff Bezos, for example. There's so much luck that plays into that. It's almost like if I was Bezos, I'd be – It's almost like it was set well, up. Well, that maybe, maybe. But at the same time, even if it wasn't, it's like if I was Bezos, I'd be like, how the hell do I exist? Like, that's so strange. Um, but again, it seems like these 
I'm Lex yeah. Luthor. Like, here's fucking laugh when he's like, I just, he's fucking we need a nuts. Batman is what we need because then then all then the simulation theory that Anton mentioned is actually legit, um, and I hope it is because it'd be hilarious. Um, but I guess my my point is that Elon Musk is not yeah, Batman. Yeah, yeah. He's too no. flabby. Um, but uh, my whole point is it's just like it just seems very strange that there's this dichotomy of the ultra wealthy, the ultra uber rich that has that hero mm-hmm. worship that maybe has been around forever. I mean, from a historical perspective, we could li- like just list out people like uh, like Montezuma mm-hmm. or Alexander the Great or George yeah. Washington or Abraham Lincoln or uh, or uh, you know King uh, Henry Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie. Or I mean, we go ad infinitum on these people, but I guess from the perspective that we have today, it seems like there's an inability to have that almost awareness from the populace's uh, standpoint to where we can say, yeah, these people are great. You know, Bill Gates provided Microsoft. That's a net positive. He helped with the internet stuff uh, to some degree by providing that net positive, right? We can say that, but then for some reason, people can't differentiate. And I don't know where that comes from. Well, you're, you're assuming people are sitting around making these equations and making these calculations sure. and saying that positive, negative. They don't. Yeah. It, no. it, I forget which one, which person it was, but wasn't that the World Economic Forum? One of the guys Charles said Schwab. our goal is yeah, it's probably Schwab. But one of those guys said, "Hey, our goal is to make everybody fat, dumb, and happy yeah. Yeah. eventually." Yeah. right. You're going to so, own nothing and be there. You go. Happy. Thank you very like, much. How the fuck? It, it, like, what are you talking about? Man? So you guys can own all the land, all the property, all the wealth, and it, like I said, I was fucking yelling at someone on TikTok, and I said, "I was like, do you not get that we're in a fucking? It's a pyramid. They funnel all the wealth towards the fucking top, and we're at the bottom of it, trying to hold up this fucking pyramid. And it's never going to benefit us. I'm a huge fan of George Carlin, rest in peace. And he would say, like, they don't give a fuck about you, your rights, your welfare, your family, none of it. It's all about consolidating power towards the top, towards the people that have been rich for, in my opinion, thousands of fucking years, and keeping that at the top. Of, and you know, we're at the bottom of the fucking food chain. Hey, and I'm someone who does subscribe to the fucking. I be, I have a belief in reptilian creatures because I've seen weird shit and I've se- I believe in aliens in a lot of forms and stuff like that. Wow, so as I've soon as you mentioned reptiles, Wolf just I, fell I off, didn't he? <laughs> I know. I saw he'll, that. <laughs> I'm sure you'll pop back on in a second. But you know the the fact of the matter is is whoever has got into a, a position of power that mm-hmm. didn't want to stay there right and it, yeah. if, if you're in control of the levers of power and you control how to stay there you're going to try to stay there no matter what i've seen that oh, with yeah. trudeau like i've seen that with Trude- like it's just crazy because before i was like cool he gave us fucking weed like i was like that's cool like i didn't really think anything of him i didn't i was like whatever like you know as long as like i get a decent wage and you know keep the keep the inflation down and we can just live like human beings and live you know by each other's happiness not by each other's misery to quote fucking um charlie chaplin but like the thing is like and then you see it now with this COVID shit and like he doesn't want to give up his power they're talking about splitting votes we have an election coming up it's like it's like he wants and people are so like 80% of Canadians fucking hate this dude and he is delusional and like just wants to stay at the top do you think he's liable to stay in power I fucking hope not man if he stays in power something's gonna give people are fucking angry yeah. Can't you guys? Yes. I thought Canada. You guys just called an election whenever the fuck you felt like it. Can't you he just, called it during COVID. Like during the I do remember that. Yeah, it was like he's really? like, all right, like we're gonna call an election, and we had a there was a really shitty conservative leader. And I've said to Anton and many people like, I'm not fucking. I don't give a shit. Left, right, whatever. It's all fucking mm-hmm. bullshit to me. I believe that these people are all orchestrated and puppeted the same fucking way. It's like this side will give you this much, and this 
crap and this side will give you the, I just don't I think it's all fucking planned in my opinion it's just like and that's my opinion is like it's all fucking set up so, it's all so why is why is all of this stuff in Hey, politics in general, power in general, the 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 haves yeah. and the haves not, the elite groups, the world economic, all that stuff, that, so. for whatever reason, has become hugely more important to the baseline population, uh, mm-hmm. the people in the in the populace. And is it because of the mediums we're allowed to have? Is that part of the reason? Mm-hmm. Do you think? I, I don't know because that kind of stuff has always been in the shadows before. It's it's been like uh, you know the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. Yeah. It's always been there, yeah. and now the curtain's been pulled away, and we can see all this shit. And it's like we yeah, sit sitting around out. talking about this, but can we do anything you know, you about know, it? That's well, the question. You know that you make a good point, and I think at least for the position I align with, I think it has a lot to do with the and to you know what we talked about a little bit earlier. I think it has a lot to do with the degradation of culture. I mean, like for example, mm-hmm. you, like forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, and and bull. You could probably test this eighties, maybe early nineties. Um, <laughs> hey, keep going uh, back. Two, Another decade. Two thousand and like nineteen oh five. All right, all right. <laughs> but uh, but but my uh, like, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that when there was a something like an event that occurred that people were insecure about. Say, for example, you know, World War Two or World War One or uh, the Spanish flu in nineteen eighteen. They had that collection mm-hmm. of individuals to go to and say. I don't understand. Can you can we can we talk about this? Can we can we branch out to this and discuss this in real life? I don't necessarily know if that's the same today. Um, and I do think technology has played into it. I think the the spread of Fuck information, it. be it misinformation, disinformation, or whatever m- mainstream media pundit you talk to. But who controls that too? Like in Canada, <laughs> we have like point. we're going to stop the spread of misinformation no. while the government mm-hmm. has been caught lying like time and time and time and time again. Misinformation you know fucking, determined by who? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It's like right. you know how many times the Canadian fucking media has been like said mm-hmm. something and had to redact it, especially with the convoy. I was fucking there. I had yeah. friends that went to Ottawa. I went to Toronto all the time protesting nothing they said yeah. happened there was no fucking swastika flags there was no there was a dude that wearing, uh, was had a confederate flag and they kicked him mm-hmm. the fuck out like it was unity and love and bouncy castles and fucking yeah. hot tubs and people just wanting to be Canadian mm-hmm. and, and you know thrive so, and love well, each other I, I, you know I'm in fucked. the I'm in the transportation industry yeah. myself and matter of fact we have a I have a different podcast that I do specifically transportation we had one specifically about that uh, and I, mm. you know, know some owners of trucking companies, et cetera, in, in Canada, and we had conversations around it. And it just, nothing is ever what it's shown to be. It's just no, not. Of course not. And, and I, I get so frustrated about this because we're, we're talking about these hierarchies of power. They're in place yeah. no matter what we do. And the question is, is can we do anything about them? And when we run into somebody kind of re-course adjusting us back to Bill Gates and this this Mandela effect and everything else because I know we're we're way off on some tangents. Good tangents, by the way, because they all apply. They do. They all apply. But we're way way off. But this this thing with with Gates, there's something behind the curtain that we're not really entirely understanding yet. I don't yeah. think. Maybe no. we can see bits and pieces of it, but there's a different. He might agenda. be dead. According to a lot of people. Yeah, there's that Enough argument. AI, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's just that you know when you look at what he's trying to develop via the vaccine issues, via the land grabs, via the uh, the weather control stuff. It's fucking it's weird. There. It, it's this, this combination of things that looks philanthropic, certainly, yeah. some portions of it. And at the other side of it looks like it's just some evil mastermind for world domination. Well, and as Wolf yeah. said earlier, it's always in between those yeah. things, right? Yeah, and, and the interesting thing about Gates in particular, I mean, if you look back at interviews that he had, like maybe... 
almost 10, God, almost 10 years ago now. God, I'm old. Hypocrite. Yeah, 100%. I mean, with with an interview with Rolling Stone magazine in 2014, Gase discussed his greatest fear looking 50 years into the future. And he stated, there will be some really bad things that will happen in the next 50 to 100 years, but hopefully none of them on the scale of, say, a million people that you didn't expect to die from a pandemic or nuclear or uh, bomb or bioterrorism. He knew 100%. something. He There's knows no something. Way. Like, like it, and I, I believe this is all set up. Like, and that's just my opinion. But I believe they, they orchestrate these certain. Like, I fucking people can think whatever they want about David Icke and shit like that. But the thing is, problem, reaction, solution is a fucking real thing. They create a problem. They everyone fucking reacts to it. And the same people that created the problem give you the solution. And they know how the human collective consciousness and the the mind works of humans. So they can manipulate that. In in so many fucking ways it's happening with elections black white gay straight trans all this stuff is being used to f- polarize everybody and cause everyone to div- divide and not look mm-hmm. up yeah well an individual you know person Tom is can't. much harder to move into a direction than a group of individuals because if you yep. if you have you know one one patch of people that now have adopted at least say one thing that they all have in common, mm. that they all believe is true. All you have to do is manipulate that one thing, mm. and you're going to point them where you want them to go. Yeah, you can see a lot of that with the recent, uh, I mean, if you prescribe to the words of Robert Malone, was it mass hysteria, what he was talking about, or mass... Uh, yeah, mass formation. Psychosis. Uh, yeah, psychosis. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, it, and, and here's the thing about all that, and this is where I kind of align, is I've had, I've been skeptical from the very get-go about a lot of these things. And when uh, the pandemic occurred, I had a mask in 2019, in December. They were yeah. BBC was talking mm-hmm. about what happened in Wuhan way before our own government and our own mainstream media uh, agencies yeah. were talking about it. And I said, you know, I've got a family in medicine. I have a family with these uh, with, with experience with these things. So and we talked about it before, yeah. like my mom's oh, yeah. a nurse, my grandma was a nurse, and you also. Yeah. And I look at something like it, that. Not only that, guys. The wolf went down, and he had a stat. He went down. We went to a army surplus uh-huh. we did because here's the thing is i don't know what to ex- i didn't know what to expect and and my biggest thing wasn't yeah, a matter yeah, of like sure. it's the end of the world it wasn't a matter of uh you know we're all gonna live in this is the new normal god i hate that term uh the new normal that was not where i was coming from i was coming from like if yeah. shit goes and hits the fan then i want to be somewhat prepared mm-hmm. and i've always been that way um but i think yeah. when it comes to you know gates and his observation you know to, Tom, to tomcat's point like yeah you can't you can't possibly say that he wasn't talking to people about something. I mean, our own government mm. was talking about something like that in 2017. Why do they keep calling it out? He called the monkey pot. Like, why do they keep? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is call that happen. out in advance. It's it's what you were mm-hmm. saying. You know, basic human psychology goes back to what you were saying, Tomcat. Yep. Really, I mean, we're talking about a, a macro version of this with these elites, etc., with this World mm-hmm. Economic Forum, with Gates himself. You know, basically, you create chaos so that you can solve the chaotic problem. So that you mm-hmm. become more and more of the hero, and you benefit yes. from the solution and of the. the you benefit from creating the yeah. chaos, and you benefit from the creating the, the solution to the problem. I mean, we do yeah. it as human beings every day. No, yeah. I, I have I've employed a lot of people in in my day in business, and I had people that were unbelievably driven to get things done, and I had people that would sit and that would create a problem for that day so that they could solve it that day so they could get out on time yeah, and go home that's, over that's and over. True. It's the same thing. Yeah. That's hilarious. No, it's, it's quite true. Like, right. Like I, I talked about it with my fiance the other day. I was like, I wasn't affected by the pandemic and I know people were, but I don't know anyone that fucking died. I don't know any, like, and, and, and that's why it's just like something like that. If you weren't affected by it directly, it's like, 
it, you end up becoming like, well, what the fuck? I didn't experience what everyone else experienced. Like, I've never got COVID, ever. I never get flu, So ever. you know. Like, I'd never fucking... <laughs> it's like, yeah, fucking exactly. never happens. It's just like... So it's just like, it's weird when I was thinking, objectively, I was like, how, like... So I haven't experienced it. I, ha- I did know people... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, I did know people that got the shot and got fucking... I knew uh, this chick that we know from high school. She got this. She, like, didn't want to get the shot, and then she got it, and she was out east and then she fucking collapsed had a stroke and then she was in a wheelchair for months and months learning to walk again so i knew that side of it someone that we used to podcast with way way back in the day i was on their show he got bell's policy and then it was like it's okay it's gonna help me in other ways and i was like what and so it was there's a very and people are arguing about it and then bill gates too right it's just like this whole thing about him saying like well i made the most money off that we made it 21 to one whatever ratio of the money that he fucking made from injecting people with God knows what is actually in this shit. And we don't really know. We're just people, human beings. That's like, they're saying it's going to help us. Well, I like, I would would prescribe probably to the the view that I would like to have thought everyone had prior to 2020. Um, in that, you know, obviously vaccines, they, they don't, they aren't 100% all the time. And, 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 and even if they have a high efficacy rate or efficaciousness, there, there are still outliers. I mean, I did have family members and I caught it myself. Like I caught COVID but not, it was not a good time. Mm. I lost my smell and developed parosmia and smelled like dead meat for like two weeks. But here's the thing. Oh, it was terrible. So but here's the thing. Like, I don't look at that. Like, looking back, I don't tell all the people I know that, like, I, okay, it was the worst. You got to tell the rest of that story, though. How'd you, what did you eat to overcome that? What was the one thing? Yeah, what did, like, one yeah, terrible so thing you that you better? ate that you liked? This is interesting because I, so uh, from the medical perspective, I've always looked at COVID as the Spanish flu. Similar, not in the sense that it's yeah. the same thing, but similar in reactionary aspects. Some people will die. I know it's uh-huh. callous of me to say. My brother would have been in that category. God, thank God he wasn't. Uh, but I mean, my grandma mm-hmm. at the time, she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer, caught COVID and was fine. Same with uh, same with my my mother in law. Yeah, I heard that. Well, she had she has RA and she caught it, and she she was fine for the most part until she you know took a the medication for RA and almost destroyed her immune system. Mm -hmm. But I guess my perspective it always came from a perspective. There's going to be people who die. There's going to be people who live, and I I know that's very callous of me to say, um, especially from the humanist perspective that I take on a lot of things. But with that being said, when it came to food, like when I caught the thing, I said, okay, well, I'm feeling icky. And everything smells terrible. <laughs> but I started just eating. Uh, the thing I ate the most, honestly, was was uh, was was raw meat and was fruits and then spam. Raw? What type of just raw like, meat? Like, uh, like salami, uh, stuff like that. Because here's the thing is like with the parosmia, I would have something that was like. Cured meats. Yeah, yeah cured meat. Cured 100%. And, like, and even cheese. Cheese was fine. Like, but when it came to like things like burgers or when it came to like pizza or when it came to stuff that people normally ate, I couldn't have it because it was, it was like eating. Like it smelled like like death, honestly. And, and no, it it's weird. It's weird. That's that is fucking really mm-hmm. weird because it's like t- your body, I think, is reacting and telling you not to eat these things. Okay, I, I fucking been, I always mention mushrooms because I, I, it is changing my life. And I've been taking them for like, I've been doing this for like six mm-hmm. months. And my body doesn't like fucking cheese. I can't eat fucking mm-hmm. grease anymore. And I've now looked into stuff where the psychedelics and like psilocybin mm-hmm. can, uh, it actually can help your gut, inflammation, all this stuff. Yes. So I see it as getting into, when I'm getting older, my body is saying, fuck this. I would, and I go, fasting and like eating fruit yeah. and like eating stuff that my body actually needs last night i was like tr- 
I did a fucking like a gram and a half and this I have the blue mean or the blue mini so they're like kind of more a higher Ooh. dose where I was like <laughs> I didn't expect it to be this high I was talking to my girlfriend I was like I don't need to fucking I was like I don't need to eat just I was like we eat for like uh-huh. taste for like nourishment to just like mm, like it tastes good and we fulfill our bodies and it's just satisfying essentially it's just pleasure senses in our brain but we don't eat to back in the day we just like eat a couple fruit hunt something and then you know it would it's a lot different and now i'm starting to realize how our body is actually working and the weird thing is with psychedelics you have becoming in tune with like your being and aura and i think that that's what this pharmaceutical fucking nonsense doesn't sell you they make a product and it harms tons of people and then they give you the product that was gonna fucking and i'll tell you this quickly this i almost died because of fentanyl like I, I did cocaine a bunch of the times when I was younger, um, and I like telling this story because it almost fucking killed me. And I did a podcast with my friend, and then they noticed my lips going blue. My buddy brought over something, and I was like, I don't want you to just do it by yourself. Uh, I'll do it with you. I should have a higher tolerance. And then my lips started going blue. I passed out. They had to fucking pull me on a stretcher. I was, like, drunk, and all I remember is, like, I was doing a podcast, and it almost fucking killed me. And the same people that created fucking fentanyl create the fucking Luxor, the Narcan kit. So, like, all of this stuff is, like, it's a... Money. Every now I've noticed everything's a fucking profit and money. Yeah. No, and that's sorry about no, little tangent. No, that's fuck. okay. And I mean, a few months, a few, about a month and a half ago, we had someone from our area who specifically deals with uh, immigration and uh, local areas and law enforcement. He says fentanyl is just mm-hmm. out of control. It's out fucked, of control. Man. And 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 I guess like when it comes to you know what what happened with COVID and my response personally and the, and the family members that I had. Uh, that caught it and experienced situations like that. And obviously on the, the drug side of things, I had a, a cousin who passed away from overdosing. So I, I thank God, dude. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> People need to talk yeah, about it more. 100%. And, and you know? I think it's, it's specifically not only in the drug uses, uses aspect, but more in the, uh, the maybe self observational perspective of of the use of drugs i have no problem with people doing what they want to do as long as they understand that it's not some level of um yeah, if you want to smoke well, I, well here's the thing is i don't want to say i don't want to say coping mechanism because there's a negative connotation with that but i guess that's the best term i could use because i have plenty i have plenty of friends like and you could talk about tattoos and stuff like that like there there's levels of degrees that people have of coping and when it comes to like uh you know drug usage and when it comes to maybe trust in medicine i think it's all reflective on someone's personal evaluation of their current level of control in their life right um and yeah. for me like when it comes to COVID and catching it, you know, as I said a little bit ago, I was kind of always just like, this is what it is. We just have to live normally through it. And, you know, let's all hope mm. that the people we love will be around. And if not, then that's going to suck. Yes. Um, and the unfortunate part when it comes back to that hero worship, and we'll get back to Gil Ga- Bill Gates in a second. Um, <laughs> Gil Bates. <laughs> we'll get back to him in a second. But I think that's where people kind of move from as they say, well, I don't have any control in my personal life. I don't have any control when it comes to maybe some vices, whether it be, you know, video games or over exercising or eating to yeah, the point where yeah. you hate your life because you want to look in such a, like there's degrees of these things um and i would say i'm a health nut but i like to tread the line i like to say look dude i'm gonna have a pizza if i want to have a pizza like i'm, I'm gonna eat something mm. healthy if i want to have something healthy and there doesn't need to be mm-hmm. this extreme yeah. and and when it comes to the covid same thing like i didn't get the vaccine because i caught it and if i if and even if i didn't catch yeah. it i mean the average rate of mortality is like 78 so for me mm-hmm. i hate to say that because it sounds callous and i have family that's above that age Again, though, I don't need it. I, I'm 30. I'm not I, I, like I'm young. 
Uh, yeah, it's fucking weird because everyone that like my whole family got the shot and they all got fucking COVID and everyone I knew that didn't get it didn't get COVID. So I was like, what the fuck is happening with all this shit? I had a curiosity of you both you guys. I want to know, obviously, Bull, you're older. You actually kind of look like my dad, which is very funny. <laughs> like you like, look very close dad? to my dad. Son, <laughs> behave yourself. Yeah, dad, son. are you there? Um, but like, have you, okay, have you? Have you guys both fucking, because the States is different, right? I was talking to someone else um, who never smoked weed, another mm-hmm. podcaster. And the thing is, so have you guys smoked weed? Have you guys done anything with psychedelics? Just out of curiosity, getting to know you guys on a personal level, just wondering what yeah. you guys have experimented on that natural yeah. uh, side of drugs. Do you want to go first, Bo, or you want me to go first? Uh, sure, sure. It, it's been very long time since I have. Uh, being yeah. in the transportation logistics industry, most of my employees had to be you know, tested. tested by the drug yeah. clearinghouse, et cetera. So it's kind of be kind of be strange of me to to not be the same way. So yeah. and, and I will tell you this, and I you know I just had a a nice beer. I'm hoping my wife comes and brings well, another. Wife? Actually, but, <laughs> but 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 so so we all have our vices, and actually I would rather have a little little glass of whiskey than a beer any day myself personally. True, but true. I've, that's the only drug I have ever done, and that really? was back in university days. So it's been you need to do LSD longer. or fucking more sucking know, mushrooms. Here I am in Arizona. Try it once, well, well here, here's your thing, life. and this is maybe I can get your perspective on this real quick before Wolf gives you his answer. But yeah. uh, my dad, my dad, and mom live with us, and uh, he back in the day used to get into the sweat lodges out here in Arizona. You know mm-hmm. the the and I'm he he has not told me exactly what's going on, but it seems to me that there might have been a little peyote in the air. So, yeah. so I'd imagine there I'd was some things like that. that. So it's, I don't know how that associates with, with, with shrooms, but I'm sure there's similarities mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form, especially some, if you look at, yeah. but you know, the, well, the whole idea is, is that you end up with power mescaline. animals, right? And, yeah. and what is our name of our podcast wolf again? The wolf and the bull, <laughs> right? And we got Tomcat. Uh, uh, an animal, but Reverend, Reverend Kaiju. Kaiju. I love the reference. I, I'm still not sure what. what exactly. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And I'm yeah, too, I'm too old Oscar. to know that reference. Oh, but I'm, okay, so Ka- Kaiju is just giant yeah, yeah, monster. So like, oh, okay. I'm a huge there Godzilla go. fan. Have been since I was four years old. Um, and I'm actually one of my hobbies is I collect fake religions okay. and membership in fake. Wait, religions. are you part? Are you part oh, of Scientology? Oh, oh, oh. No, that's that's technically oh, a legitimate religion, but crazy fuckers. Yeah. Uh, no, so. I'm an ordained reverend in the Church of the Subgenius. Uh, I am a Discordian Pope. I am ordained in uh, the uh, Church Church of the Latter Day Dude, which is just Dudism. Uh, yeah, Bro. Or, or as I like to call us, Dudist priests, because it sounds like Judas priests. Oh, we've hey, got to do yeah. another show on specifically that. That would be so fun. To oh, talk I'm down. About. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> we haven't even done that yet. Where I kept saying like no, we gotta got eventually to eventually do it. Well, you Tom wants me to do Discordianism, and I mean like I, my yes. Principia Discordia is here mm-hmm. handy always, but uh, it's not really something that you can like. Like what? What? What is the idea? The, the easiest way to sum it up is it's just Zen absurdism. Okay. Where it's like, yeah, everything's kind of fucked up, isn't it? But, I mean, let's <laughs> yeah, get weird with like, it. Who whatever. cares? That's awesome. It's the Danny DeVito from Always Sunny. I don't know how many years I got left, so I'm going to get real weird with it. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. Oh, yeah, no, no. I, dude, love. I would love to do that. Um, on the note of drug use, yeah, mm. I think the most, I mean, outside of, like, stuff that I was given for wisdom teeth, which, fuck that shit, man. Um, uh, oh, that's hilarious. Oh, You're probably one of those kids God. on the internet that was like, Mom, what is that? Well, here's the thing, dude. So uh, my my experience has been mostly with marijuana, and and I've had all variances. Mm -hmm. Um, like I perf. 
Edibles. Uh, yeah. Edibles is close so, to psychedelics. If you do enough fucking edibles, I have a story. Fucking... I'll tell you in just a second. Which it, here's the thing: it's put me off. It's put me off to that because it was not a fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I when I when I got I my wisdom it. teeth pulled, they ah oh god, they had me on was it Narcan or Norco? They had me on something, and I remember waking up and I was fine. Like I, we went to the store afterwards, mm-hmm. and and uh, we went mm-hmm. to Target, and I remember everything, and like I remember coming out, going to sleep, and waking up, and then coming out and sitting in a chair, and some kid that was like ten years old was just like. Like rolling, rolling next to me, like he was, he was in another planet, and and I'm sitting there like, am I high? Like, 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 am I high? The the nurse came out, and I was like, am I okay? Like, am I acting really well to this? Because because I don't feel different. Like, I feel maybe a little tired, but like I wasn't saying like weird shit. I wasn't crying. Like, I remember my wife Jen. She was like, you seem fine. Like, like this is weird. And so when it comes to like weed, like I've got a few vape pens. I mean, I don't, I don't do it as much as I used to like mid twenties. I was kind of yeah, like, neither, I was kind of yeah. like all about it. And it was like an every other day thing. And I had friends who were doing it every day. One of them so much so to where he developed an allergy to it, which, uh, that would be an that's fucking possibly nuts. it was bad, like real bad. Anton smokes more than I do. Like, like I do. It, because I use more psychedelics yeah. now, and it, I'm like, I'm always microdosing. And Anton's like, well, I guess I'm just gonna smoke up, and I start smoking mm-hmm. up. Just like goes fucking. Well, nuts. and it's. It, I'm. <laughs> well, I love the I love the novelty. Saying, of I, it. I'm, I'm a seasoned uh, seasoned seasoned traveler kid. Okay. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anton's on tons well, of so here's, I've. I've You've got experience. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, exploring my past drug use is an episode in and of itself. But. We'll just do a hybrid <laughs> of that and then, the, <laughs> then this. <Yeah. laughs> That'd be awesome. One of dude. my heroes when I was uh, a later teenager was Hunter S. Thompson. Okay. So, I mean, there's, oh, there you nice. go. there's that. Nice. Yeah. I, was, I, I wrote a lot and wanted to, you know, essentially just be a gonzo writer as well yeah. and was like, well, I have to fucking, you know, at least test the waters. And it was always a matter of, yeah, like, I like feel, if, if yeah. I can't control it, I don't I don't fuck with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, but yeah, I'm, and I, I feel like for this topic, like, we were going to do Bill Gates and stuff like that. And now it's just like, because we're getting to know each other, it is very hard to nail down a topic when you're, like, getting to yeah. know um, people within the podcast world. You know what I mean? So it's always like, hey, and then it travels in so many different directions because you have so many different opinions. I don't right. get how people do like a show where it's like 10 people. Yeah. Like, I don't That's understand that whatsoever. I'm like, how the fuck well, do you and, do that? And the beautiful, Unless you have a very good moderator. Yeah, well, and the beautiful thing yeah. about it is I, I think people enjoy listening to this type of stuff because it gives an insight to the, yeah. the people that are talking. I mean, Unlike Bill Gates, yes. we're just like you. I only have 15 different private jets. I mean, like... And yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to make a comment, but like all these... Jet, like, fucking true dollars so are like, jets. we got to stop fucking climate yeah. change and all this bullshit, <laughs> and they're hypocrites. He spent... Mo- he sp- his carbon footprint is like millions of people mm-hmm. a year, and he does it within two yeah. weeks, and Bill Gates is the same fucking thing, and they're well, like... Well, it's just uh, it's, the rules. Yeah, it's the rules are only for yeah. those being ruled, rules for the not for not me. the rulers. One hundred percent. Yep. And and yeah, when it comes to the whole weed thing, like I'm 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 down with weed. Like I'm cool with it. I, I don't like I said I don't use it as much as I used to. Um, and that's because I edibles can fuck bro. you up though. So I had a very bad experience. Um, so there was this place in Vista, <laughs> California, and I can't remember the name of the dispensary because it was at the time it was prior. It was like right in that cusp of when weed was like legalized, but it w- wasn't really mm-hmm. so 
socially like normative um, for a lot of people. Yeah, mm-hmm. it always has been. In yeah, Canada. so so you guys you guys don't thankfully you didn't have to deal with that. But in California, there was like areas where it was okay. Like so in Vista, California, at that time, yeah. there was a dispensary that was completely legal, and then Vista kind of doubled down and removed that, and they got rid of the dispensary. But long story short, uh, my friend and I, uh, who I'm still very good friends with, known for almost 20 years, um, he and I would have Saturdays where if it wasn't like a, a party for like a UFC fight because uh, there was once or one or two a month we'd have this big party at my house um, if it wasn't a party then it was him and I watching the UFC fight and we'd get a bunch of food we'd get a bunch of snacks and we'd smoke and drink all day mm. um, and that particular weekend my wife was out of town with, with uh, my father-in-law and I stayed home with uh, my friend, uh, we'll call him uh, we'll call him Senior Salamander because uh, we like to go with the animal okay. uh, animal terms. And that's and, well, his his last name is Salmeron, so it's a similar nickname uh, <laughs> he's had for a long time. And so he and I were just smoking all day, like all day. And he we would do like the vapes. I mean, I, I I'm okay with like the pre rolls, but vapes were kind of where I would go, and it'd be like a, I love pre-rolls. well, they're great, they're great. Uh, my biggest thing is I I'm not a huge fan of some of the pungent aspect of some of it there's some that smell really good and mm. then there's some that smell just terrible um so i kind of stuck it, with yeah. that line of like oh it smells fruity woo um so we were smoking all day and middle of the day i ran out of my cartridge so we went to this place in vista california walked in high as a kite i mean i, I don't remember anything outside of talking to the person we grabbed a bunch of stuff and i remember one thing i do remember specifically the things that we grabbed outside of cartridges there was this little bag about like yay bake of of mm. peanut butter cookies and and i had prior to this never done any edibles whatsoever like oh, zero shit, experience yeah. i but here's the thing my tolerance for weed like i could smoke like a half cartridge and be totally fine so vic like oh god i almost said his name senior salamander <laughs> you said his entire name <laughs> <laughs> senior salamander uh he was like let's grab some we'll try it so we did we went back to the place yeah. And he had one cookie, which is like, yeah, they were small. They were small, but they were like thick. He had one, and yeah, I had surprise. one. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is yeah. fine. I had a full one. I was still smoking. We were eating food. And we turned the, we turned the fight on. And like 45 minutes into the fight, I don't remember much of it. Um, but he looked at me. It's hard. Well, here's the thing. He looked at me, and he's like, I'm not feeling anything. And I said, neither am I. Because I wasn't. I, like, I was not feeling anything. Do so we went back upstairs yeah. and stupidly had uh, another cookie each. And I come back downstairs and I start having this weird like feeling where I'm not in my body. Like this isn't my body. I'm in someone else's body. Like this is, and I don't remember anything yes. of the fight. I remember who fought. It was a uh, like Francis Ngannou and some other guy. Um, and mm-hmm. they were supposedly supposed to be a, a phenomenal fight. And I don't remember anything of it, which kind of bothers me. But I don't remember <laughs> anything. And then I remember him saying to me, "Hey, dude, are you good? Like, do I need to stay over?" And I said, "No." And then I proceeded to go into our room. And literally roll back and forth on the bed all night. Like, literally. It can send you, like, we, me and my girlfriend, we got one, I, the, just to quickly forget, back into Bill Gates. I got this can, I was like, a thousand milligrams. It's like, all right, Bro. my tolerance is high. I, th- <laughs> I think it's all, the. it's a bunch of yeah. candies. I've said it anti, like, I think it's a bunch of, it's one fucking uh-huh. candy. So I don't know how to fucking measure this properly. So it looks like a fucking ice cream cone. So we chop off the top of it and then chop it again. And then I ate some, and I, and the things like, what, I like psychedelics more because I don't get like this on psychedelics, but with uh, edibles, 
you literally analyze every fucking yeah. thing that you've done wrong in your life and you're like on this surface like not even this in like inside of your being and who you are and it's like it's it's scary because you start to look at yourself from an outside perspective and like I did this wrong I did this wrong why did I do this and it's and I sat there and Chelsea, my, my girlfriend Chelsea she's like you know like she's like I just kept thinking it's gonna be over eventually and I'm like sitting there like I don't like this is too much and like I smoke weed and done tons of edibles in my life and I'm like I why I'm so high and I like and I've done this a couple times uh, during COVID I thought I was I thought I was gonna die I thought I had like fucking I thought I had COVID and I was, she's like how would you just get COVID within an hour and I was like man I can't breathe properly and that's what I don't like about edibles because you're like because <gasps> you have to like remember to breathe it's fucked and Anton knows shit like that he's like you get fucking so See, this, high the stuff the stuff these days must be like really oh, so potent because so, so back in my day it was one like of the that. only drugs that's increased in strength mm. yes over the years. why is that do we know well, they just, got just, they got they make it legal. They started, I don't know, analyzing the components. The Snoop Dogg talks yeah. about it. It's just like yeah. it went from like this, and he's like, now you have shit that's like unbelievable. Back in the seventies, it was around the same style, like it was around the same potency for a lot of yeah, different. You guys, weeds. you guys have no idea. Whoa, you guys have whoa, because whoa, whoa. I'm Those telling you right words. now. It, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying it in a bad way at all. I'm just saying, you know, you guys are talking about all this, and I'm recollecting when I was doing this. Me and my my brother in college sitting around trying to roll yeah. you know trying to roll our own up in a dollar bill right and yeah. having to to smoke these things and worry about it popping because there are too many damn seeds in the thing yeah you know i, I don't I, think you guys have to worry about that shit you remember okay yeah. Well, yeah, I, remember like your seven, I remember, but I remember the i remember the yeah. brick weird days yeah. where it was like yeah. half of its stems and seeds and <laughs> yeah, exactly like, I'm, I'm like smoking like, a bush here but I, you know yeah. but bottom line different. for me is is i it, it was way better than alcohol yeah i remember that very clearly you know, getting drunk is blind because you right? don't have the hangover and stuff well, like that. And it's like, not that. I, so I, I have weed I, hangovers. I, I, I can do. solve anybody's problem at any time. I can give you the answer to anything if I'm high. Well, and that's yeah. and that's where you and I differentiate, Bull, is because because <laughs> I get to this point. Like I normally have hybrids, and I've had uppers and downs, like sativas and indicas, and I've obviously for all of them. For some reason, I get tired. And when and back to like oh, the edible too, thing, I like I was high yeah. for a week, dude. I was I like it was like I I know guys bro. Like that. Well, here's the thing: is like I rolled all night. My wife got home the next day, and I'm like, when she got home, I'm in the shower, frigid cold water, trying to sober up. I had like two or three Red Bulls. <laughs> like, I'm sitting there like, dude, yeah. like, I know that I'm in real world. Like, I know I'm in the real world, but I feel weird. And I, so I, I think she called me up and she goes, I'm not sure I want to marry this right, guy. But what's funny is, like, I got to the office on Monday, and I was like, Oh my God! I have a freaking conference call and a proposal at two, and I don't know where I am. like. Who am I? Like, I'm not in my body. And so <laughs> it's funny if you're a waking sober oh, person for a lot yeah. of your life. It, it, it's funny because I've been smoking weed and drinks since I was like mm. twelve. So it's like it is weird when you if you're someone who's never like this. People that like, oh, I got smoking weed when I was like mm. twenty or twenty four or something like that. It it is so different. I'm sure for those people. I'm I, I've said like I think there's good things about weed. I think I shouldn't have smoked it as young as I did. I sure I, I probably fucked up my brain like a thousand percent. Like, but the thing is, it is what it is now. It's too fucking yeah. late. So. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's the thing is like I I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of in between. Like I. I Senior salamander wants me to try uh, shrooms, and he uses them. 
You yeah. need to I, – I employ everyone once Just in their life to try them, especially when you're getting the bowl. You're getting into this age of like being older once you get like retired where you, you're like bored. You don't know what to do. I'm not saying you are at that age Wiser. yet. I'm saying it comes for everybody. Yes, it just, comes just from everybody. The wisdom right? is, is the yeah. wisdom's yeah. eking off is that, you. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah, and then I I would love to be fucking you know retired like at that age where you're just retired and you like you have enough money where you just like live and chill and hang out with your family and yeah. stuff like that. But everyone needs to do this because they're using it in Canada and stuff like that. That's why I can order off the internet like mm. no problem. There's so I, many. I think I would sites. do something like that in in some kind of controlled environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yes, you, know. you need like a, a even a cottage, a cabin, and things you want. Yeah, Anton can detest this because I've done it in so many different ways and I've used it so often. Anton's like, what are you doing watching movies? Like you have to be in in nature. It's really you have to be in a like nature is the best i've been watching movies outside mm. on a projector and stuff mm. like that like and being within nature it's it you'll it will change your fucking life and See, the way I, you think I was thinking i was thinking the first time i do else. something like that i should do it in a uh, one of those dep- deprivation oh, chambers no. those water it's great that'd no. be a combination yeah I think you it, it, think it, it, you're it, it in a different world, scary. right? Yeah. Well, you're in, I took four, you're in your yeah. world. You're in your head. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. that's, that's kind of why I would want to do that it. That aren't already there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, speaking of yeah. speaking so. of in your head, I think this is a good transition point to the Mandela effect because we yeah. talked about Bill Gates. Our yeah. audience knows our opinions. Obviously, I think a lot of our audience they they have some insight into how much of a douchebag Bill Gates is. Uh, obviously, he owns a ton of different uh, patents when it comes to vaccines. He owns a ton of different companies. He's killed people with fucking. There's medicine. that. It's, yeah, one hundred percent. All the um, and there's there's very lack a huge lack of accountability. And what's interesting enough when it comes to Bill Gates is I do think there has been like a Mandela effect shift for him from 2000 to now because people our age millennials we we remember to a degree the antitrust litigation but now he's this philanthropist this savior this guy who's gonna have all of us eat processed meat because it's supposedly better for you it's it's not it's not better for you (laughs) so it's fucking Um, but uh yeah so what what's where do you guys you know come into on the mandela effect because there's a whole it's fucking weird with cern and shit like it there's I don't know. Like, Anton, what do you think? Because, like, there's, like, obviously you have all the things that we think we mm-hmm. remember, but, it like, it's just, like, are we being told to remember these things? Like, Anton, we were talking about this, like, not long ago. So, like, Fruit Loops and shit. <laughs> yes. So, so I love, I love uh, Mandela Effect as a theory. Uh, for me, like, when it comes to, like, conspiracies and stuff like that, I'm much more, like, I dip my toes into all the really crazy ones, too, but, like, yeah. I'm much more in the... This is fun to talk about, kind of realm like which like Mandela effect and like aliens and stuff like that. Like I really don't like getting into the heavy like the the blood libel stuff that goes into you know like the, the ruling families and all that bullshit. Yeah. You know, they um, eat and fuck children. That's probably the, true. the really yeah. yeah the really evil yeah. stuff that's also been but like that idea has been around for a very long time. And I constantly get into it with Tom where I'm like that's so deeply rooted in anti-Semitism. It's not even fucking funny. And like that's why it's such a huge problem in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but like with the Mandela effect, I I think. Uh, I, I like it. I, I like to think about it. I like talk about it. And I love the idea of us just randomly popping in and out of random universes. There's so were, many different you know, ones. But, like, there's so yeah. many. Like, Flintstone well, and, like, all these, like, what? I remember but, it this way. I, I think part of it, and certain ones have certain explanations. So, like, 
for example, like certain things that we are like, oh, I remember this. But what we're mm-hmm. remembering is we saw it parodied mm-hmm. somewhere in something, and we were never really yeah. too focused on that original product. So that's what our brains remembered because it was far more entertaining to us, whatever the parody was. And then, like, it, it kind of supersedes it in our memory. I'd like to know the Bulls' opinion on this stuff, too, because it's like it is you're being older and, like, and not from a generation where we had the internet and shit like that, like, where it's rampant. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's like. See, I, I, you know, the the whole idea of popping in and out of realities is very interesting, and I think one we could delve into. And there, there's, I mean, it's one of those things that we talk about when you get into that kind of frame of reference, anything goes, right? So mm-hmm. that that's interesting. But I also believe that this has a lot to do with the way we remember things and the way we layer our memories. And yeah. I, basically, if I, if I, if something happened to me and when I was 12 and I saw a great example, Oscar Mayer, right? The, the label mm-hmm. Oscar Mayer is Oscar one of these Mandela effect issues. It's yeah. not, you know, I grew up in Michigan. There was Meyer stores there. That, that had an E-I-J-E-R, right? Totally different spelling. And I had a friend whose last name was Meyer, M-E-Y-E-R. So when I think of Meyer, I think of those things. Yeah. But Oscar Mayer is M-A-Y-E-R. Mm-hmm. Right, so so when I see a label for Oscar Mayer, I think about it in what I'm most familiar with, yeah. and so I don't yeah. think about it in the correct spelling. So so the reality is there. My vis- my visual cortex sees that thing. It puts a memory in whatever schema place. I, I think I think that's the term that's used uh, when you place a memory in your brain. At least the scientists look at it that way. But when I remember it again. I'm changing that original baseline memory. It's kind of like yeah. a spreadsheet. Our brains right? are so interesting. Yeah. Like they do that show, like on Netflix, where it like proves that our brains trick us all the time. It, it happens in true crime. But the fact that CERN is just like smashing fucking particles together, and the God part, all that stuff is like extremely mm-hmm. dangerous. Like extremely mm-hmm. dangerous. You could fucking end up blowing up the entire Earth and be like, whoops. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> well, you think about you think about exactly just that, Tomcat. So back in. You know, the Manhattan Days Project, or Manhattan Project yeah. Days, I should say, they yeah. didn't know. There was a, a, some very valid arguments that said, we start this chain reaction, we're going to blow the shit out of everything. Listen, the same with CERN. Ignite the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, interestingly float. enough, my wife and I actually did an episode on Albert Einstein, who was pivotal in the creation of uh, the atomic bomb, E equals MC squared. Uh-huh. They didn't let a minute, Well, though, he's the though. thing. is He's they the one that him. actually reached out to Roosevelt um, through his attachment. I think it was through uh, Belgium uh, families that he knew, and that he utilized them to get in touch with Roosevelt, who actually started the Manhattan Project. And oddly enough, because of his... Uh, citizenship and tie to the Nazi party in Germany because he left in yeah. 1930. Um, he, they didn't have him a part of that. He was the only scientist. This is funny because they brought all these Nazis over. Like, what a fucking build a rocket! Well, and, and here's, like, all right. but that was post World War II that yeah. we did the paper clip and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's weird. it's it, his whole thing is, is fascinating. But yeah, when it comes to like false memories and and Oscar uh, Oscar Meyer and how people originally mm. talk about Mandela, it all comes back for me to uh, psychology. It all comes back to obviously how our yeah, brains operate. How much of our brains um, work. And uh, investigated originally, the the people behind this were uh, uh, psychologists Pierre J- uh, Pierre, Pierre Janet and Sigmund Freud, um, and they f- their experience mer- experiments were furthered on behalf of Elizabeth Lotus. Uh, Loftus and John Palmer in the 1970s. Um, so mm. all this ties back to like false memories, which are similar to fabricated ones. Um, for example, like Gates being like similar to you and I, uh, which tend to be dubbed the Mandela effect, which were originally coined by paranormal researcher Fiona Broom 
in 2010. Um, she saw news that she apparently thought was real that Mandela died um, in jail, which wasn't oh, yeah. true at all. And I think it's very interesting that that kind of popped up. And today, I think that has a lot of application because people seem to remember things uh, specifically about heroes that we talk about, like Bill Gates, that aren't accurate yeah. in any sense. It's very strange. Well, interesting. It's, it, Go it's ahead, fucking, Tom, yeah. What is? I was gonna say, what is accurate? Like, it's a good point. Like, like, it is. It is weird because, like, especially like I bring up psychedelics because it does fucking change your brain, your thought mm. process of like, how do we know anything? Really, like, it's just, like, they just tell us things, and, like, propaganda is very, like, well used in the media, and the big H, Hitler used it. It's just, like, it's... See, that, that goes all know? the way back to what I was talking about an hour ago. You know, you got you got to have an agreed-upon framework of reality. Everything else can yeah. bounce around in, in between those frames, which you got to agree yeah. with that. But but you can still go off on a lot of tangents, and there's there's something oh, so many. there's something it's in like, the the literature called I think it's the recency or primacy effects mm-hmm. to to your memory, right? And so, and I, I think about this all the time because the the primacy effect is basically your brain, your short term memory in your brain only remembers three or four things at a time. So I, yeah. think about think about how you recite phone numbers, for instance. You do it in clips. You don't do the whole phone number all the time. Very rarely, <laughs> and very few people do that. So it's it's yeah. and it's the same with a list of things. If you if somebody gave you a list of ten items and another list of ten items, the things yeah, you're, you're going to remember yeah, yeah. are like the first three or four of them, mm-hmm. and the most recent given to yep. you. I think and our brains are crazy. Yep. It, it's it's just interesting how we we categorize things and then we pull them back out again. And the, the whole Mandela effect oftentimes is associating, at least in my view, associating things. And I think about it as a filing cabinet. If you think about, uh, you know, presidents of the United States, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you can list off a dozen of them or however many you know, all of them. And, and then you think about Alexander Hamilton. Well, it's, he was never president of the United States. But a lot of people think he was. Just because mm-hmm. the way you file that name in your brain associates it with the founding fathers, a lot of whom were presidents, and well, that's what you come it's up with. It's relational processing at the end of the day. I mean, because mm-hmm. most people operate in two different states of, of understanding. There's verbatim and then there's gist, right? So you look at George Washington, and he would be considered somewhat of a, a verbatim reference. And then the gist yeah. of the founding of the United States would involve Alexander Hamilton. Or a good example would be like, mm-hmm. you know, if I got bit by a dog when I was a kid, I don't like dogs. But, you know, uh, th- which yeah. is verbatim. But general be, would be, you know, dogs are mean, and that's why I don't like them. So a lot of people have this kind of reference point, and I think it's more permeated in society, more so than just the Mandela effect, because I think, you know, like, you look at Berenstain Bears, or, or things like a Shazam, where it was Berenstain, motherfuckers. And that's the thing is like you've got the Berenstain Bears Mandela effect, Berenstain. You've got the the uh, and then your brain yeah, is like, ow, like what is fucking well, in reality? How much do we world? do that for things that are normative and totally natural within our society? Right. Because because, you mm-hmm. know, you got fuzzy trace theory, which is a part of Mandela effect, which suggests that false memories are actually stored in your mind as general just representations. So weird how your brain works like that way. How you could like oh, and and you see those a lot of those now. There's Netflix show. They're trying to do that yeah. and show you like hey, like in in that magician guy. I can't remember his name, but he like how it, he shows you how easy it is mm-hmm. to trick you. And then you know magicians in general, Chris Angel, all these fucking dudes, and like sleight of hand tricks. How they fucking focus your attention on something else while they do something else. Much like Bill Gates and these billionaires <laughs> do it. It's just like see, focus on yeah. this. Well, I go fucking a Jeffrey well, Epstein's and island see, and rape kids. That's the that's the other. <laughs> 
layer. His lifestyle is intriguing, Tomcat. Okay, <laughs> that's right. It's just intriguing. I would Very never intriguing. be a part of it at but, all. <laughs> in hindsight, my friendship with him was ill-advised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do any business work with him, but I wanted him to invest in our foundation. You know? Well, you know the other problem with this Mandela effect, though, in all these. We're trying to tell each other, hey, there's, you know, our brain is tricking us. There are layers to, to memory. There's recency bias. There's all this fuzzy mm-hmm. this logic. There's just this. Well, there's also people out there specifically changing what words mm-hmm. mean, what our history yeah. means. It's, I mean, somebody said earlier, the, the, those who conquer write the history. That's absolutely true. But in recent sure. times, guess what's happening? We're trying to rewrite history again in trying to give us a justification for going back in history and canceling things over and over and over again. And half the time we do that by changing our observation of what things used to be considered normative. No, no, Tomcat, is, that, know, terms, is, that, happening, is that happening a lot up in Canada? They, they try to fucking destroy statues. Mm. They're like, oh, like um, the fucking Tom McDonald. And it's just like, he wasn't a good guy and he was a racist, so we're going to destroy all the statues. They're changing fucking streets in Toronto. And it's just like, it was a different time, people. It was right. different, okay? Like, but here's, here's the thing with that and the racial thing. We, we, are, we are four white dudes sitting around talking about this true. right now. Well, I have a lot of um, black I, mean, I have, I have a good portion like, of native blood in me and, and, and yeah. what have you. But, I, I've uh, got an interesting, uh, interesting story behind that, if I could interject real quick. So, <laughs> so my dad uh, is almost 90% Norwegian. My grandfather is like, like 95% Swedish. And then my grandma so white, white. is from Haiti. So, so here's the thing, uh, and obviously I can't profess to know what that culture is like outside of when I visited my grandma and she, you know, made uh, collard greens and grits when I was a kid. Um, so, so yeah, my sure. biggest thing is I totally see the disparity. I see the problems, um, and I have cousins today that are my age that if you if I said we were related, you would laugh at me. Um, so there's like this weird. Yeah, I have an ancestry. Well, yeah, there's this weird dichotomy weird. where it's kind of like I look at that situation. I totally, I 100% sympathize. I 100% think that there are terrible things that occurred, and I think that there is a a facet of society that is Keep almost absolutely correct when it comes to doing stuff like that in the sense of well, we need to start looking at these people in a relative light. The question that I have Agreed. is, where the fuck do we stop? Because well, that's what I'm saying. We got to move forward. We just got to move. Okay, just like leave the street Mm -hmm. names and all the shit, whatever. Let's move forward. And I like Anton always says, Mm -hmm. do better, be better, be just like let's move forward, being better human beings and people. And then, like, forget the fucking past. You can't yeah. change it. It is what it is. And we don't even know for a fact that the past is what the fucking general consensus of the past actually is. So it's just like, let's just move forward. And I always say, right, to be human is to be humane. And a lot of people are still homo sapiens because you're not fucking humane. So it's like, can we just, like, come together and move forward as, like, okay, why do we... And the media does this and governments do this. I don't see anybody as fucking different when it comes to their sex or their fucking skin color or any of that shit like that. If whatever, whatever you're born with, you're just, like, in this world. Like, you're just experiencing yeah. it. Well, you know it I yeah, mean? I do. And I, I, th- I think there's credence to it. Now, Anton, I, before I interjected, you were, you were gonna you were going to say something. I want to make sure we... Oh, uh... <clears throat> Um, so basically just kind of more of what you were saying where it's like, I, I think 
that there is a lot of validity to like, oh, this is a Confederate general and they were a slave owner, yeah. and it's now in a town. It, it, it's in the middle of an inner city where the majority of the residents, you know, are, are people of yeah. color, and it's like you don't want to fucking see that every day and have to be reminded of the constant bullshit that like it, it's like yeah, getting the argument that. of people that are like systemic racism is not a thing. It's like the fuck mm-hmm. it isn't. Okay, like like there's numerous examples, and we're not gonna you know go into them and what have you, but like. It's it's a very prevalent thing that do, a lot of people I think because it doesn't affect them directly they just like to bury oh, their heads in the sand about yeah. it and be like well, it's not well I guess uh, it's not a here's thing. a so, thing that I think is interesting because and obviously I don't want to dive too because I think that is an entirely different episode um, uh, but yeah, but sure. I do think so like the yeah, question yeah. I have and this is for conspiracies this is for politics this is for cultural aspects I start I'm starting to see people see ghosts. And what I mean by that is not that those things don't exist, not that those things have mm-hmm. degrees of impact, not that those things are um, something that we should be concerned about, but it's kind of like, like someone who has a phobia of water, and they live by the beach. If all you see is water every day, if you leave somewhere else, you're going to be not only completely and totally shell-shocked by the differentials there, but if, if you stay there, all you're going to see is water. And for me, it's like, you know, when we come to this, this, this the statue thing and the changing of history, my dynamic understanding is that obviously these people were complicated part of the reason why my wife, my wife and i do hot b is because i'm tired of people one i'm tired of people glorifying people but i'm also tired of people demonizing people i think there's a, there's a line yeah. where it's like when it comes to like slavery for example that's a hard topic to talk about because we don't have an accurate understanding in any degree and right. and we have no. a lot of instances where there's people like you said who put their head in the sand and say well that's not happening it's never happened and then we have a ton of people who say it always happens it's in every corner. Mm-hmm. It's in every shadow. Mm-hmm. And my thing as someone who dynamically looks like uh, the, the the Aryan white race, I mean, like, it, it's... My, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he probably would have. Well, I, I got brown hair. Um, but, uh, but my biggest thing... So did yeah, he. Well, he did. Yeah, he's kind of a douchebag. Uh, just a little bit. Um, but my biggest thing is, like, uh, I look at that and I say, well, obviously I don't know my reference point because I wasn't around back then. But I don't really think anyone today has an accurate representation of it. I do not right? think and, so, and, yeah. well, and what are the historical accounts that we have of that? We don't have journals of slaves. Mm-hmm. We have journals of slave mm-hmm. owners because, yeah. you know, you weren't taught to read and write. So the, there's no, like, I, and with history, that's how we, you know, decide things, mm-hmm. obviously, is we, you, you want a firsthand source. Yeah. That's your best, you know, reference, uh, frame of reference. And even that's not 100% accurate. That's the same reason why eyewitness testimony is so murky in court. Because mm-hmm. they're like, did you really see yeah, that? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So I think it all really these is. conversations are biased perspective that, of the lens of history <laughs> yeah. that we're looking. Well, for. and that's I guess the the struggle that I have is because I, I have friends who who are not who don't look like me who have different views and I've never seen them as being different than I am. I mean, like uh, like I, I see them yeah, as having different life people. experiences, but being my friend and right. and it's a struggle because at a certain point in time I want to say, look, I sympathize with you. I can't empathize because I've never been there. Uh, with that being said, right. mm-hmm. we can collectively move together. As we did during the civil rights movement, as we did uh, yeah, in, in instances where people were aware of what was going on and chose to change it, we can mm-hmm. move in that direction. And for some reason, I think personally, people in that cabal group are trying to prevent us from doing that. Because at a certain time, it's the elitist yeah. versus, and we obviously Marx made this. I'm not so, a huge fan of Marx, but he was correct on the proletariat mm-hmm. versus bourgeoisie and vice versa. There is that differential. Yep. With that being said, I don't necessarily know if his answer is correct. Um, I, historical, and this is the next person we'll be doing, my wife and I will be doing on our history podcast, which is going to be an interesting one. Because a lot of these people tend to be very, very... Uh, people of their time i guess um and, yeah. and oh absolutely and I, think, you know, I think anton makes a good point 100%. though it's uh, people are 
definitely you've got to consider, you know, context. And in this case, context is the time in which you live, right? And and, and also mm-hmm. where the history is coming from, who is divulging the in, in, information, et cetera. And it's always more complex than any of us would have liked to, to, to yeah. think. But, I, you know, I grew up, you know, years and years before you guys um, in a very small town in Michigan. And I, my parents, I think, designed our childhood in a certain way to protect us from a lot of the, the stuff that was kind of the normative stuff in places like Detroit. And so, so my view is, is kind of progressive in that manner, as far as race relations, et cetera. I have never, it, it's been no real thought in my head, the differentials between people because of the melanin kind of thing. I don't care about right. that. Never have never will, et cetera. But one of the very best people I ever knew in my life was my grandfather. And he had some hilarious things that he would say out loud that got us laughing as kids that would get him tarred and feathered today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, you've got to, and, and that's the thing that bothers me about all this statue stuff and removing history and redefining this and that. Quit defining people by the pedestal we put them on because of their name. Yeah. It, define people by their freaking actions. Mm-hmm. That's everybody said because everybody everybody knocking statues down today everybody doing these redefinitions today are going to be the same ones that are going to get canceled 20 years from now yes, same I damn sure. people i don't think history yep. is going to remember those people kindly and not because they don't have <laughs> uh necessarily terrible intentions i mean i think that there's there's an argument for it i mean if we want to live in this yep. pseudo utopian society then sure everything has to be perfect and we can't look back at history without giving uh, a very um critical eye i guess my question is mm-hmm. at you least know. from the education that i got i never didn't i never didn't get that critical eye like i had a consistent reference right. of like look dude i understand the founding fathers were <laughs> complicated douchebags understand we america mm-hmm. kind of came from like a terrorist organization like i like i understand Built on yeah blood. i understand that and <laughs> i don't know where it was missed for some people and i'm not to say i'm not going to fault them for that because that's all relative and yeah. it's subjective to them but at the same time it's like I, I like when it comes to like the cabal and groups of people like bill gates it's like there is a dividing nature in which people for some reason are picking the sides of people who will benefit from the fact that we all hate each other. Yeah, it's just like I don't get why people don't get it yet. It's fucking strange mm. to me. It's that's what you way, said a little I, I while think that's ago. The way American politics have been structured. Yeah, uh, it, it's it or only works when everybody's into, yeah. in chaos, dividing. I mean, yeah. dividing is crazy. Anton, I would say that uh, yeah. obviously, I would say the polarization probably came after the the Nixon presidency. To be honest with you, like heavy polarization. Mm-hmm. There's always been nonsense. Yeah. There's always been nonsense. Um, like, I, what was the uh, bull? What was the president that rolled like a giant? He like rolled like a giant rubber ball or something across the country. There was a specific uh, Taft. Yeah, or some like where it's like just like I mean, but there's there's all kinds of bullshit. I mean, people people in Congress. Half there the was one somebody. Stuck in the I yeah, he was the fat guy. Well, well, oh, let that's, me ask that's you taft. guys. Wait a that's second. Taft. Let me. Let, wait a second. This is <laughs> the thing. This is the thing. So we had a we had he an episode uh, a little bit ago <laughs> where where uh, my wife and I remember this specific book that talked about the presidents yeah. and Taft was in a bathtub. Do you guys remember that? Like that's a Mandela I'm effect, kidding. right like, there. Taft got stuck in a bathtub. It, so that's not a real thing that yeah. never no, happened. Never happened. Like, uh, that was a caricature. I specifically remember as a kid either watching something or reading a book when I was a child about the presidents and Taft was shown. In a bubble bath with a with a little itty bitty ducky, and and my my wife remembered it too. But the bull's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, it was the strangest thing. <laughs> it's probably a that political was, cartoon. Yeah, from the day. exactly. Like, like that's saying exactly he's lazy or he's he's taking huh. a bath or something. Mm-hmm. Or like, 
Everything comes full yeah. circle, guys. So that, that stuff has always <laughs> yeah. been around, and it goes back to what we were talking about before. The ability for us to disseminate information, to get it out instantly, to have instant gratification for anything you want to know just by simply looking it up on DuckDuckGo or Google or whatever the yeah. fuck you want to look it up on, is, is what – it doesn't create polarization. It's always been around. It just yeah. amplifies it. the same thing. It yes. amplifies it. And I, maybe maybe we should kind of um, go back and kind of wrap up this whole thing. I, I could go on forever yeah. about yeah. all this stuff, but maybe we could wrap yeah, it same. up by talking about patent number 060606, owned by Bill Gates. <laughs> because that, that jumped out at me. I mean, we can talk all kinds of things about is he a good dude or a bad dude, an evil dude, and why somebody would would jump on that particular patent number for obvious... We'll leave that up to the... Well, I think people forget there's a patent for fucking everything. There's a patent for fucking Mm -hmm. AIDS, okay? Like, I think people don't realize that all these things are being used to an advantage on certain spectrums and uh, diseases. Like, think about... Like, these people are intelligent, obviously. So these people in power, and they know how we work. So what can they do? What is scare... Like, what what scares us? What what brings fear is death and diseases and things like that. So they use that to their advantage because you they, they use fear fear controls everybody and that's why you got to just choose to not be afraid of anything really because you can't you can't be in fray in the state of fear and i think the pandemic showed that uh, everyone living in fear the fact that i still see people with masks on and whatever they're All fucking the i do it's fucking blows my mind i'm like breathe oxygen man like the masks don't work they never worked and in the thing is at the beginning people liked you know it, it, it's a comfort thing doctors in 2006 said like it was just an aesthetic it that, just makes that will you never feel go away, Tom. No, it won't. Never go away, Tom. It's fucking Cass. strange. Look at I, China. It won't go away. I've, I've been over to China a number of times, and there were tons of people walking around that stuff. On, I remember so back, strange. and that was years and years ago. And I was like, "What are they doing?" I'd rather walk around naked before I wear. Me a mask. too. That make things a lot more interesting, honestly. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I know. But this, conversations this, will be a lot more truthful if that were the case. <laughs> <laughs> but this particular See, patent, though, is not about that that particular thing and he had patents yeah. involving SARS by the yeah. way but the, this particular patent it, it's described as cryptocurrency system using body activity data that's what it's described it's in the, in the patent and of course that's that's describing really some type of of data collection device implant right it, mm-hmm. th- that would use blockchain technology which is the cryptocurrency technology mm-hmm. they're talking about to identify patterns of behavior now, yeah. the the reason I wanted to just bring this up because I think it it, it adds it full it, well, it's, well it's well it's Gates ending, yeah. but it's also Mandela effect and, and the mm. reason I say that is because what is in my mind the biggest thing of that's going on right now to try to change the direction our uh, the world is going socioeconomically and that's social credit score. And that's a that's another podcast entirely. But how what what allows you to do that? Data collection, big data, lots of big data, big data. Everyone started to see it. Well, the big data was only giving you historically what happened, patterns, what happened. And so, if you're the cabal, and if you're looking at this stuff, and you're saying, okay, we want behavior to go in a green direction, in a in a direction that gives everybody vaccines, in a direction that you know takes away certain rights from people to 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 course correct because we 
the elite know what's right for people in the rest of the masses. You're just the masses, right? Mm -hmm. If if you want that to happen, then you need more data collection and you need. So the CCP's already doing this right now. And everybody thinks we're not doing this in North America. We are. We're doing it right now with the, uh, I think it's ESG It's called environmental, social and governance matrix Mm -hmm. that companies are being looked at to, to, you have to have a grade. It's one of your KPIs. If you're a company and you have a good ESG score, you're going to get more money lent to you. So what they're doing is they're promoting behavior in a particular direction. Yeah, and and, and yeah, I don't think nobody, I don't think any of us wants to live in what China uh, is like, and I think that that needs to collapse, and it never it might well, never here, will. Well, here's the thing. It's, here's the thing, Tom. Cat, yeah. the I, oldest empire. On yeah, Earth. and I think we already yeah. live in it. I think it's a, and, and and what I mean by that is not that. And this is something that I've play, played around with 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 Bull. Is it, it, this is kind of like a? It, we always know that there's the shadows, and we always know that there's mm-hmm. something in the shadows. But for a lot mm-hmm. of people, they've always just referenced it as like, yeah, well, we we we've done crazy things as the American government. Like we're okay with that as long as we don't know what it is. And now there's a desperate <laughs> desire to dive into that. And my thing is, well, which is better? Like, because uh, here's the thing. We can talk about the collapsing of everything, and that's, a, again, we've talked about, like, three different yeah, things that are, like, shows. different shows. Like, yeah, when we can talk about that, I <laughs> desperately don't want that to happen because that means I have to now confront uh, not only anarchy. anarchy but my own personal mortality, the personal mortality of all my friends on a daily basis because that just doesn't happen and everyone's okay. I mean, that's, like, the whole argument right yeah. now. I feel like eventually it's going to revert to <laughs> that. They'll become uh, – we might all be mm. dead uh, but the thing is that society will eventually have to collapse, Maybe. and it, it's going to happen yeah. one day. And it's it's because you're going to cause so much chaos. It's going to it's going to it's like it's just going to it's going to be a domino effect. It's Historically, gonna it day. always does. It always it goes. Does. Yes, it does. Right? It, does, it, it always does. happens. Well, and that's and that's kind of why yeah. I think like to the bull's point about the the patent. For me, it's just like the number. In a lot of ways, is <laughs> like Just really, guys. Weird. Like you're, you're. We're, we're. Look, there's a whole demographic of society that thinks six 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 is like a really prominent number. Let's go ahead and name our patent that has to do with identification and in putting in something in uh, into your body. Let's name it six six six. No one will notice. Yeah. Like, yeah. like my biggest thing is we're, we're gonna slip. Well, it's like a middle finger. It's like, dude, really? Like, guys, yeah. it is. It's annoying. Yeah. It's so annoying. You know, so I. I, I, I do kind of respect it from a comedy standpoint because funny. if he got to pick that number, he's like, well, everyone's going to call this the mark <laughs> yeah, of the beast anyway, so let's just go ahead and fucking 100%. slap that on there too. And sure. it's like, like to me, I'm kind of in the corner going, but it is very much very antagonistic to that percentage of the population that's like, I told yeah. you, see, see, and it's like, oh yeah. no, you just you probably shouldn't have poured gasoline uh, on that. Fire. Well, and this is why it goes back like kind of a full circle for me is because I look at this stuff happening and I'm like, okay, well now there's nothing I can say. I can't have a debate with anyone mm. about something like that because it's yeah. it's now confirm it's confirmed their bias. It's confer- like it's tied into yes. the recency effect. It's tied into the Mandela effect. There are there's nothing I could provide, even hard data, where someone's going to look at it and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I agree with you. And that's kind of where I see yeah. when it comes to Bill Gates and when it comes to the World Economic Forum and when it comes to people like Justin Trudeau and our government. In a lot of ways, unfortunately, people who shouldn't be like this, they are aware of that. They're intelligent enough to be aware of that. Yes. And it's all it's doing is it's creating this echo chamber amongst both sides, one far right, one far left, and where all of us in the middle are kind of like, oh, my God. 
And that's the same way with like, and I think we should start bringing it to a close, yeah. but essentially like with the flat earther mm-hmm. shit and all the stuff that's going on, it's just like, they're like, everything's fake, okay? Like, you can't tell me anything, prove to me. And it's just like, man, I can't even have a conversation with people like that. It's like, I'm like, what yeah. the fuck are you going well, on about? It's just like, yep. you like you believe nothing is nothing. It's well, and all that's bullshit. the thing, is it's like, it's like and to, to end, what? to them, they're not wrong. I mean, like, it's like, it's like they, yeah. they've got a group of people proving to them their own worldview. And, and and that's where yes, yeah I think fuck. that's the best way to wrap up is I think that the best way yeah. for people because I think all of us fall into this the best way for us to get past it is to take a step back and to realize that no matter yeah. whether all this happens whether the end of the world occurs whether it's the uh, you know uh, uh, Armageddon whether all that occurs there's nothing we can do about it <laughs> like at the end of the day there's nothing we yeah. can do yeah. about it and the best thing we can do is uh, like you know we've all discussed is be open to other opinions listen to other people's view and agree to disagree if we do change starts with 100%. you you if you just fucking live a better life and be uh you want like that whole like a, that's why there's things in the bible that should be you know mm-hmm. that are good it's saying like that if you like treat people the way you want to be treated like if you're gonna be an asshole to everybody in your life you're gonna get that fucking mm-hmm. back like it's just like it, we need to treat each other with love and i you know all these can like people don't like david ike but his main message is like you know how we change this shit mm-hmm. is love if everyone just loves each other and you come from a place in your heart of love, then everything fucking yep. changes. It's just like, and we live in this page of hatred. I hate you because of this. I hate you because of that. And it's just like, I think everyone should have their own fucking own opinion. And I said it a million times, do some psychedelics, look in the mirror and decide what the <laughs> fuck you're doing wrong with your life and what you're doing, what, what's what's going on in your own bullshit before you go and attack 100%. somebody else. And, you know, on that note, it's I think that crazy. wraps up the episode. I know we've kind of been all over the place when it comes to Bill Gates and the Mandela effect. But you know what? I think that's needed. I think sometimes there needs to be a little bit of a a dynamic nature to conversation. And honestly, for our viewers and our listeners, we hope this has given you not only some insight into Bill Gates and the Mandela effect, but also some insights into maybe some of the biases and the confirmations that you have personally to potentially let go of those and explore some other avenues. It's always best to explore and be understanding and inform yourself. That way, when you do meet someone who believes something, that you guys can actually connect and talk about something more purposeful than just disagreement. Um, but before we no, before we close, you know, uh, Tom and Anton, you know, I really appreciate you guys joining the show with us. We would love to do it again. We appreciate um, you guys. What would be the best Fuck place yeah. for our listeners to find your content and support you and your endeavors? Yeah, to support us, you go www.strangebrewpodcast.com. Uh, that's what you would find most of our stuff. Uh, it's at Strange Brew Podcast on mostly everything. I we're on Facebook and all that shit. That I'm, I'm re- like rarely on. I try to promote on Facebook. Facebook, I think, is starting to die slowly. Um, but you know, the best place to find support us on Instagram is a good way. We're on TikTok too. We post a lot of fun stuff on TikTok. Um, but you know what? We have merch. We have a Patreon that we're just trying to build up. Like we have like stuff going on. So it's all Strange Brew Podcast. I did want to mention it's always, always make you laugh of everyone's backgrounds and the bull has the most dad background I've ever seen uh, it's just like office supplies printer welcome to office backs it's just funny because we're all like the millennials right with like oh we have all our junk in the background the, the stupid bullshit we've collected well I just have I just have soundproofing material it is funny and then you uh, the bull's generation where it's just like you'd have that really nice desk where all 
your stuff's set out very nicely and your achievements. Yeah. I love it, though. Um, I, you know, you look like my dad, so it's very funny. Yeah. I can't help it. He's like funny. Bill Gates. He's dad to everyone. Oh, no, yes. do not. <laughs> awesome. Well, I wish I had a couple of jets. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, well, that's awesome, guys. Really enjoyed warm. this episode with you. Anton, yeah. where to find you? should, yeah, tell. Oh, like, oh yeah. Wolf Bull, thank you so much for having on. us on, guys. Uh, everybody, yeah, you can find me yeah. at HP Shovecraft on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then Invader Daggett underscore DTV on Twitch is where I'm normally hanging out. And then obviously Strange Brew Podcast as well. Uh, and you have a, your show fucking mentioned. And House of Trash. I've ground. been slacking. Jesus. I haven't. Uh, I, I only put out two episodes of it so far. And I'm, I'm like two months. Well, what, is, what is House but, of Trash? So it's building. What yes. is it? What is it? Uh, it's, it's essentially movie reviews at this point. Uh, it's, it's, it's a non-serious. Okay. Uh, just, just talking shit about film and uh, probably get into some more weird stuff as well. Uh, two of my buddies and I are gonna we're gonna cover the uh, the Great Emu War of Australia uh, coming up in an episode mm. soon. Honestly, when Australia well, he, got their ass kicked by a bunch of emus. Here's the thing: there's a sound. I have to send this to you because there's a there's a sound clip that of a woman talking about emus that is the funniest thing in the world. I have to send it to you because I have it on my computer and I was going to utilize yes, it. Do. It's hilarious, absolutely hilarious. Um, but no, that's awesome, guys. I honestly, I love to do this again. Um, but again, thanks to our listeners and our viewers. Thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, we will see you next week. <laughs>